Welcome to the Fandom Podcast, episode 99. This is the show about the TV, movies, comics, and books that you love. Every week we give you a little bit of geek news and then jump into the fandoms for discussion. And strap in this week for some Sherlock Season 4 spoilers. But first, did you know that if you walk around on the streets and spell out the word bollocks on a map, it gets you to your 10,000 step Fitbit goal? I am Brandon Ushio, and an east wind is coming. Nick English is joining us as well. I only have an 8,000 Fitbit step goal. Should I up mine? Yeah, you should probably up that. Dude, I never make it. I, I sit. I sit at my <laughs> desk all day. I never get it. All right, all right. And then, did you miss him? Yes, we did. Jeff Dumas. Did you miss me? Did you miss me? Did you miss me? <laughs> I, I, learned the, I learned a while ago that if you leave your Fitbit in your pants pocket and wash it, you get 6,000 steps. <laughs> <laughs> and that laugh right there is... Our returning champion, pun intended, we have Amy Champion. I want to break free. Oh, I thought you were going to sing it. No, I'm Dang. not going to sing, no. <laughs> and I do not free. have a Fitbit, no. I don't have a, a Fitbit, one, so two, we're good. One, two, three. Oh, okay. Nope. No, no nope. singing. I want to break free. <laughs> there you go. I'm glad the person who actually has a singing voice voluntarily is singing when we ask I sing so well all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like fries with that? Oh hi! Welcome to welcome to Jack Burger. Can I take your order? Wow! I don't even think we attempted to get on the train this time. We just leapt, nope. leapt right welcome off the rails. To Jack Burger. My name is Jack. Is that the kind of joke Can that I we carry encourage? Out your order. We could <laughs> encourage it or not encourage it. He's still gonna make it. That's true. That's Very true. true. <laughs> All right, let's jump into the random fandom. Wizard. You are entering the random phantom. Okay, so this week we're not going to do a random fandom because our entire episode is Miss Amy Champion's random fandom. We're going yes. to be talking about Sherlock. So, so it's figured... a good thing she's here for that. I mean, <laughs> it's a good coincidence. Imagine the coincidence. What? So, so, Amy, why don't you, um, to start off this random fandom, why don't you give us a few words about how you feel about Sherlock so it can be a proper random fandom? Um, emotional. That's it. The good emotionals or the bad emotionals? It's, yes. It has emotion, and it makes you feel emotion, good and bad, <laughs> and in between. And in between. I, the, whole, the whole range. You might oh, yeah. even say the spectrum. All oh, the yes. feels. All of them. All. And you know what? To be honest, part of this whole uh, skipping the random fandom... It might be a little bit of an experiment to see if we can keep Nick on the rails, but then before we even started it, he decided to jump ship. So, so this, well, we're doing this just for you, Amy, because my experiment already failed. Oh, well, thank you, I guess. <laughs> yes, thank you. Nick, Nick, you have your Ninja Turtle toys ready? I do. I'm holding one right now. It's Leonardo. He only has one sword. Um, and then the headless him. Michelangelo. And yeah, yeah. headless Michelangelo. Leonardo must have cut it. the head off. I guess. I don't know. I need to look through that bag and see if I can find it. Okay, so if anybody is like, what in the world are they talking about? A few weeks ago, we did Ninja Turtles as our random fandom. And let's just say it was random in a fandom and all wrapped up in one. So uh, we have lost Nick ever since then with his toys. And we try to bring him back every once in a while. So in the future episodes, if you have a fandom that you want us to talk about, you want us to plug, you want us to give a little bit of attention, something you think that is not being given the 
attention and the respect it deserves, go ahead and head over to fandompodcast.com slash contact. It's got our email address on there. It's got a form you can fill out, however you want to do it. Let us know what your random fandom is. I don't claim ever to respect any fandom, but I will talk about it. <laughs> oh, Nick. All right, let's jump over into the geek news. I don't even know what to do with you sometimes. That's all That's all I'm going to say. You just, uh, just move on. Just, you know, just... <laughs> All right, so we've the, much of the geek news cycle has been filled up with Carrie Fisher and her passing, and we, you know, we talked about well, what are they going to do now that uh, she is not able to film episode nine, and the uh, Lucasfilm people got together for an emergency meeting, basically talking about the future of Princess Leia in her movies and what they're going to do. And there was one theory that was out there that everyone was very concerned about, and so they decided to actually address it. They don't normally address fan concerns, but uh, there will not be a CGI Princess Leia or General General Organa on, in Episode Nine. Uh, the On StarWars.com, they said, we don't normally respond to fan or press speculation, but there is a rumor circulating that we would like to address. We want to assure our fans that Lucasfilm has no plans to digitally recreate Carrie Fisher's performance as Princess or General Leia Organa. So, I'm happy about that. I think I think that's the right call. I think that there are enough people who did not like CGI Tarkin that it would have been even harder for us to have a CGI Leia. Yeah, even in Rogue One, I had a really hard time with even Princess Leia then. I'm just like, not, not quite. Almost, just not quite. Right. I, you know, and I, I was, I've been watching some of the uh, standard definition Star Wars, and I almost wonder if they didn't have good resolutions to build that CGI character from, because it actually felt like it was right from there, like a low res version stuck into a high res film, and it just looked looked wrong. I, yeah, I, I didn't like it. Although mm-hmm. Carrie Fisher said that she liked the representation that she had. Rogue One was actually the last movie that she saw before she passed away. It was actually one of the last things she did. It was the last tweet that she put out before getting on the plane was about Rogue One and how she enjoyed it. So, Nick, well, I Jeff. Mean, I would be really happy if somebody smoothed out my face so nicely so that I looked so beautiful, too. <laughs> oh, Nick, you are beautiful to me. You're just beautiful to me. Uh, don't encourage him. Don't encourage him. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy about it. I mean, I mean, that makes me sound like a jerk. But, I mean, it's... It's something that there's just, it had the Tarkin thing gone over better, maybe, but just, you know, yeah, it, it, it wouldn't have worked as well. My favorite joke about Rogue One was, if that looked good, it would have been in the trailer. Huh. The Tarkin huh. thing, so yeah. Hmm. Well, yeah, yeah, well, and then there's also something to be said about being too soon. I mean, we always joke, oh, was that too soon, was that too soon? And this time, yeah, I, yeah, I do think too it's soon. too soon, so. I just that just makes me more curious about how they're gonna handle it in general. Like, is she gonna disappear? Is she gonna? Are they gonna kill the character tastefully? Uh, what's gonna happen? I'm glad that they had a big meeting to discuss, and I'm sure even if we hadn't heard about it, there we would have known that they were having a big meeting. But the fact that they let the press know that they were having a big meeting tells us that they are putting the appropriate weight behind it, and that it's. Sometimes I worry about the Dis- Disney movie machine. And that they're just worried about popping out movies that will make them lots of money. And, I mean, obviously that's their whole point. 
but it, it's in, oftentimes it feels like they're not too concerned about the story as much as they are merchandising and all of those other things. But the fact that they sat down to have a meeting to talk about what to do about Leia and uh, Carrie Fisher's death, uh, it tells me that they no, they are they're putting the right things in the right perspective. Not necessarily, oh, can we sell any more toys and dolls and things like that. So what do you guys think about the uh, petition to make Princess Leia one of the Disney princesses? How, uh, isn't she? Her character is owned by Disney. She's a princess. <laughs> Not officially. I, I mean, you know, two plus two is four. I mean, yeah, unless... I'm like, I'm, I'm indifferent. I mean, she's Disney. Yeah, she's a princess. Yeah. I mean, let's face it. She'll always be a princess to me. It would just mean that she'd be like walking around as a princess at Disneyland. Is there, is there not already? I don't think so. I don't know. Uh, Who was the last person that went to Disneyland? Brandon? Was there Princess Leia? I don't remember a Princess Leia walking around. I don't remember seeing Jedi walking around, though, to be honest. Hmm. Maybe once Star Wars Land opens. Okay, so this is from Wikipedia. Disney Princess, also called the Princess Line, is a media franchise owned by the Walt Disney Company. Created by Disney Consumer Products chairman Andy Mooney in the early 2000s, the franchise features a lineup of fictional female protagonists who have appeared in various Disney franchises. The franchise does not include all princess characters from the whole Disney-owned media, but rather refers to specific characters from the company's animated films. As of 2015, the 11 characters considered as part of the franchise are Snow White, Cinderella, Aurora, Ariel, Belle, Jasmine, Pocahontas, Mulan, Tiana, Rapunzel, and Merida. So the franchise is all about dolls and sing-along videos and apparels and toys. And I heard the word animated. Does that mean she's immediately disqualified? Hey, you already? know, I'm watching Star Wars Rebels right now, and I've seen Princess Leia animated. There, okay. there is an animated Princess Leia. Okay. Uh, I would have not asked that question had I seen an episode of Rebels. <laughs> oh, it's so good, Jeff. I know. It's one of those things like, why didn't I start watching that? It just kind of like, oh, yeah, there's going to be this show that takes place episode after episode four. Yeah, season three starts. Wait, what? Yeah, it, I, I missed it. I'll binge it. Yeah, you know what? There are not a whole lot of things, though, in this lineup that I would necessarily want to see Princess Leia with. Like, are we going to see a Princess Leia sing-along? I hope not. <laughs> that would be funny. Again, it depends <laughs> on how it's handled. Oh... Uh... I don't know. Did yeah. she sing in the Star Wars Christmas special? I haven't watched I that in so long. I believe she did. I haven't even seen it, and I know that. I mean, I mean I've totally seen the Star Wars special. I, I don't want to watch it. So, apparently they've also kicked princesses out of this before. Tinkerbell was, had a short placed, or short-lived place as the ninth member. And yeah, she wasn't a princess. Like, right. By, by definition. Maybe right, that's but why by she definition, Merida's not a princess. Yeah, she is. She's yeah, she's the she daughter is. of royalty. She's but the he, daughter of the tribe. The whole movie but, is the princess is going to marry yeah, a and the prince. queen. Yeah. <laughs> Have you not seen the movie? Uh, not long. <laughs> I thought I thought it was like a chieftain or something like that. Not no. necessarily the king. Yeah, his mom. Ma- her mother is definitely the queen, and she like puts on her crown when she's the bear. And are, but are they called the queen? I think so. Yeah, I've only seen. Sure it she's once. called the queen. Uh, what about Mulan? Mulan's not a princess. No, she's not. No, she's a warrior princess. No, but I'm not going to tell her that. Leia. Oh. She's uh, a warrior and a princess. Pocahontas? Yeah, her dad's the chief. But not a king. But he has some type of like royalty, like governing over a certain amount of people. So so does that mean that Chelsea Clinton is a princess? Yes. No. <laughs> Nick knows you the quickest have, way you, to shut me down. Just you could have said like, literally anybody, and Nick would have been like, of course. Of course uh-uh. a princess. No, Jeff is not a princess, except for on the weekends. <laughs> Belle? Bell, what about Belle? Okay. 
So she married the beast a was not a she married. No, he, yeah, she, he wasn't a prince. He just had a big castle. Wasn't he a prince? No, he was a prince. No, he was not a prince. Oh, you know what? I think he was. No, no because... I watched that today. It oh. never said that <laughs> he was a prince. What does it say right at the beginning? I got to remember. Go back into my mind palace here. Okay, mind palace talking 91 or 2007? And by seven, I mean 17. <laughs> um, the description is... The description says a prince is physically altered by uh, magic. Nice. Yeah, I thought that they talked about how the prince was you also, know, the prince angry was and stuff the... like that at the beginning when they're doing the... You know the storybook part. Also, of the, the with the stained glass prince window. was um, uh, cursed for being a child, not letting a stranger into his house. You know, it's a good lesson. <laughs> anyway, by the Disney's definition, he's a prince, or by so Disney's description. technically, the Beast is not actually called Prince Adam once, period, ever. So and? he has I didn't never even called... know his name was Adam. Yeah, really? seriously. Oh, yeah. You see, my do- my daughter loves Beauty and the Beast. She'd watch it four times a day if we let her. <laughs> That's my sister's favorite show too. Maybe they will hint more at the beast, like his upbringing in the new movie. I hope not. Well, not like like a prequel of sorts, but even just like a line or two. Well, even in the stained glass, he's got like this crown on and a royal scepter when the old lady comes, like in that. Yeah, so he, he's definitely a king. Or like Prince. in the picture, I bet you we could get. I bet you we could get Lena to make a stained glass of of you wearing a crown. Oh God! And that wouldn't make you a prince nick i'm just saying wow you are really upset <laughs> about this he's whole what's a really prince and what's not. His point. <laughs> I, i've tried so hard it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen <laughs> okay fine we agree with you whatever your stand is <laughs> I, I, I honestly i honestly don't remember why we're arguing no well, technically the witch when she like turns into the beautiful something she has a crown on her head too in the stained glass so she uh, yeah I don't know. Is now a good time that I don't think I've seen that movie since my childhood? I saw a play of it a little while ago. Well, that doesn't count. Well, were they arguing if the beast was royalty? Then no. Okay. Okay. But in the West Wing... No, I want to settle this. In (laughs) the West Wing, there's a picture of the beast and his parents. Don't they have, like, a crown and everything on? And he, like, scratches out their face? How come everybody forgot about the castle then? If if, if that was the prince of their town... That was part of the enchantment. Because life was moving on fine without how government long, oversight. How long were they gone for? Like, it was a long time. Like, Maybe were, it just happened that um, night. Long, I don't oh, know. How long was it that they were enchanted? They say it in there the was, movie. Oh, I saw I a video of so this. Long. Oh, it's in, it's it's in like um, 10 years. Something years we've been something. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Where is my sister when I need her? Like, you know, the, the description of the movie says Prince. I don't know why we're still trying to defend all right, this. All right, all right. Here, I'll, I'll, I'll give this one to you. I'll give this one to you because it's Prince Adam. It's clearly the it's clearly Prince Adam of Grayskull. And, uh, by the power of Grayskull. <laughs> exactly. And so by the power of Grayskull, he must have become the Beast. Uh, I guess that's what what Prince Adam turns into after he turns into He-Man. I'm, huh? I am huh? totally okay with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> beast equals He-Man. Case closed. <laughs> okay. So, hmm. All right. Well, one last thing is the print Disney Princess line is all about merchandise, and so I don't I don't care. Like to be honest, like if she doesn't become an official Disney Princess, I'm okay with that because that's all about getting little girls to pay more money for princess costumes. That's really all it is. Well, I would want my little girl to be dressed up in a Princess Leia costume. Oh, oh I, I would too, but I would like to have it be a non-official Disney princess one, so it's a little cheaper. Oh, <laughs> that makes hey. sense. I just found a website <laughs> called um, Carbon Costume. It like it shows you how to do DIY cosplays and whatnot. 
and even has links to Amazon to like everything you need to buy. Oh man! So you know, if you wanted to, so I'm making myself a a Princess Leia cosplay. Is that what I'm hearing? You need you need the cinnamon bun hair and everything. I would love to see Brandon as Princess Leia. I was actually implying you were going to make it for your daughter. If you don't but, wear that you know, to Fan X, you... I will be disappointed. If you do wear it to Fan X, I will be. I'll be disappointed. So who are you okay with disappointing me? You know how many people would take a picture of that, especially because he'd be running around giant, in IT. Oh giant my gosh. Asian Princess Leia. Be awesome. I can only imagine we... the Brandon. The printers are working and. Are you are you wearing a dress? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say it's not the weirdest thing that has ever happened in that office. Yeah, <laughs> just saying. You just keep, hey, he could go, be hey. slave Leia like that other dude was bearded slave Leia. Yeah, bearded slave Leia. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Princess Leia. There's a petition to get her officially a Disney princess. I'll put a link in the show notes if you guys want to sign up. There are lots of lots and lots and lots and lots of people have signed up for it. I'm okay either way. Seeing it's a merchandising thing, I would probably lean towards don't make her an official Disney princess because that would be cheapening her. Can you imagine Leia sitting there with uh, with Snow White? I could imagine her hanging out with Belle. Belle was very much like, I'm going to take down Gaston and I'm going kinda, to do what I want to do. I kind of picture Belle and Merida like arm wrestling while the other people are doing less Pocahontas would be in on that action too. That's true. Yeah, probably Mulan. Mulan. Like she, yeah, they, Mulan. they're over there yeah. like making bets about it. <laughs> they have like okay. Fight Club in the basement. Fanfic. All right, we we have gone way off the rails already. <laughs> and First we're back. Story. Disney Princess Fight Club. Write it. <laughs> we don't talk about that, Nick. We don't talk about that. <laughs> oh, I'm First so girl. upset you beat me to that joke. Oh, because I forgot it. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I, I actually listened to that book a while ago. I said, I listened to a whole book today. And like, what'd you listen to? I, I can't talk about it. And they're just like, oh, so Fight Club? That's awesome. That, yeah. yeah. It's an interesting book. It is. And very different from the TV show. Or not movie. TV show. Movie. Uh, Fight Club, the TV show is more oh. like Mr. Robot. Yeah. Fight, Fight Club, the TV show is Mr. Robot. Same. Yes. I haven't got down. that far yet. Well, the main Spoilers. point is to Sorry. take down... <laughs> Well, uh, oh, that's fine. Not even, not even that spoiler. Like the both their plots is to take down the credit card industry yeah, with I explosives. I haven't even finished Mr. Robot, and I know that it's pretty yeah. good. I've watched a lot of the first season, but then I forgot and got sidetracked. I mean, yep. I don't ever have a history of getting sidetracked, so I don't know why that happened. Are we really just going to roll over the fact that Nick says he doesn't get distracted? <laughs> Squirrel. <laughs> Yeah, All because right. he was in the middle of making a point, and we distracted him from it. So it's your fair. fault. It was you. I was going to expose you. I, I know. No. So I choose to expose myself. Please, One. there are ladies present. Do we count that as a clue reference or a Tim Curry reference? Uh, we'll call it both. All right. You've you, you used up one of both, Nick. I hope you're happy. All righty. <laughs> now all you have okay. left are your undercover brother and Princess Bride references. Don't waste them this early. <laughs> oh, I won't. <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, X Men. The X Men. There's going to be an X Men TV show on FX, and it has been announced that the X Men TV show universe and movie universe will be connected. I like to think that this goes towards me and my uh, my theory that Marvel and and Fox are going to team up for an X Men style movie because. They they had the rights to the movies, but not to the TV shows. And so Marvel gave them the rights to the TV shows. And why would they give them the rights to the TV shows now that they're not going bankrupt, unless they're trying to play nice, and so they can share universes? Hmm. I like your thinking. 
Mm. And so is this current X-Men movies or future X-Men movies? So that's, mm. a, that's trying, important. Hmm. Well, it's hard. They didn't give us a lot of details. So, uh, what oh, I, I literally just read the headline and went, cool. <laughs> so Matt Nix was at the, uh, I can't remember what, what the acronym stands for. TCA. It's like television critics, something. Association it's, it, Awards. It's, it's the same place that CW announced that they were renewing all of their shows. Ah. But he was at the TCA. Uh, Matt Nix said that there was going to be a relationship between the show and the series and Legion won't have anything to do with the movies. So what he said specifically was without getting into specifics that I'll get murdered for, I would say that a fan of the movies, particularly the movies, but also the comic books would not be disoriented as to where this fits in the mythology. If you look at the movies that take place, they don't all line up perfectly. So it's not like I'm slavishly fitting myself into a particular slot. But if you like that world and the world of the movies, there are definite nods to it. It definitely exists in the same general universe. So general I'm say universe? General universe. Mm. Is Mojoverse. The universe. <laughs> Anyone else salute at general universe? Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know. So Legion is separate from this, which I'm still confused about what even that is. But uh, there's gonna, so there's a whole new show... And it's going to be semi-generally maybe connected to the movies. That may yes. or may not have come out already. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Perfect. Because cause the movies don't all fit together. So they're like, well, we can do lots <laughs> of stuff here. Because the Wolverine origin movie sucked and they had to retcon it quick. <laughs> hey, they did with uh, Days of Future Days Past. Days of Future Past. Yeah. So basically just go from there on, right? Yeah. They, yes. could, they, could, take it, they could start it off with um, ap- after Apocalypse, really. That'd be your best bet. I don't know. It sounds like they're not going to do, they're not going to put Wolverine into it because, uh, it sounds like it's supposed to take care of the where's Wolverine question. Oh, you know, just off screen because he's an X-Men and all, but, uh, Will's Wolverine. We couldn't afford him. (laughs) It's funny. I only ever see you two, only two X-Men in a big house. It's like the studio couldn't afford another character. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) You're some obscure one too. Like speaking of obscure, did you, do you guys know who Legion is? Isn't he like Xavier's? Child yeah, son of some sort clone. Yeah, so he's he's Xavier's he's Xavier's son who has what was diagnosed as multiple personality disorder. However, he's an he's also an omega level mutant where he is able to with every different personality he gets a different different power super mutant power. And some and of them so, are lame, and some of them are like amazing. So some of them, it's like yeah, my fingernails glow in the dark. <laughs> and it's like, whoa, that's bright. And then the hey, next time, uh, he's like, I can blow up planets with my brain powers. Like, I can okay. turn it into a hamster, but only once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. he's a he's yes. he definitely can bring some chaos to the world. So I'm interested. Yeah, it'll when be is, interesting. When does that start? That's soon, right? So they are set to debut on FX in February. Yeah, so that's next month. That's close. Okay. So, um, I have to remember to actually, you know, watch this one. Yeah. That, I hope it's on like something. Is it on Hulu or Doubt it. Amazon? Oh, wait, no, it's, it's on FX. FX. So FX. Is FX on Hulu? Uh, Archer is. Is it? Yeah, I thought Archer was. It was at one point. Yeah, might not be All anymore. Right. I am checking Hulu. You guys carry on. So uh, it sounds like this new X-Men, I would be nervous if this, I'd actually, okay, so I don't know if this is right. Yeah, no, Legion debuts on FX in February. I don't know about the 
the new X-Men drama because the new X-Men drama actually replaced Hellfire, which was supposed to be in the X universe as well because of the whole Hellfire club and all that stuff. Yeah. So hmm. oh, I, I don't know. I don't see any dates in this article. I thought that I they were going to do like a new mutants series. Maybe. Is that what this one is? Cause I've been following, um, oh, now I can't remember his name. Uh, an artist <laughs> that was the person that created New Mutants, and he was super stoked that they were doing a New Mutants show. Very possible. Can't remember um, his name now. It's something simple. Bob. Ross? No. Jeff Loeb? No. No, it's no. Bob. Um, he came to Comic-Con. I was super excited. I met him. Oh, is he the guy oh, who made my oh. uh, Captain America fighting Darth Vader picture? Maybe. No, I'm trying to remember his name. Bob. Yeah, he's big. <laughs> he's a big name, too, and it makes me mad. Known for... I'm just, I'm just blanking, and it's like, Arr! Oh, I wish I, I... I talked to him. I got an autograph. I can't remember his name all of a sudden. Only because you asked. If you hadn't have asked, I would have been okay with that. Um, Amy, you've been really quiet during this whole thing. You, oh, she you, left. Not, what? what? I'm here. <laughs> Bob McLeod. Are you not Sorry, an X-Men Sherlock fan? I'm Sherlock stuff, huh? <laughs> are, are you not an X-Men fan? Is that is that what the deal is? Uh, I'm Well, I wouldn't say like I'm not like a huge fan, but I'm like, I, I, I enjoy it. Okay, well then let me ask you this question. It seems like okay. every every world that we, every piece of media that we have now has to be a sprawling universe. You've got TV shows that are interactions with each other and movies that are in the same, connected in the same universe and TV shows and movies and comics and books and everything's all connected in the same universe. Do you ever feel like you're missing out if you don't watch one part or do the other? Yes. <laughs> Um, oh, I didn't watch the original, like, Captain America and Thor. I didn't see those for probably, I think, since the first Avengers came out. And so then I tried to watch the first Avengers, and I was like, I don't know who any of these people are. So then I went back, and I was like, oh, okay. So, yes, I I do feel left out, but it's, I don't know. I think it's to that point now where it's like, oh, it's another superhero universe. Okay, we're good. So I wonder if this will keep people from getting themselves invested in it. Because we already have the MCU and we already have the DCW-verse. And we already have pretty much anything that you want to put together into a universe is being put together into a universe. I mean, even James Bond is now a connected universe. And those are usually solo movies. It's like, yeah, mm, yeah, there's no escaping. Marvel did it right. Now you guys make your own. They're Be trying, that's the problem. Be original, dang it. Yeah, I think it's very overwhelming. If you haven't followed it from the beginning and then you try to jump in, it's like, oh, I have all of this to read and watch and see and oh, okay. Well, if you go to watch a movie and you had to have read anything to get the whole story, that's a p- bad movie. That's on the movies. True. You know. I, yes, I, I guess that's true. You know, but we're at going- the same time, if you felt that way with any of the Marvel movies, that just is something that uh, they need to work on. Yeah. I really like how lately it seems like they have been going more towards the, hey, we will do our own self-contained story. Like Doctor Strange was a great movie for non-Marvel fans because it was not really connected in the universe, but it was still connected in the universe. Hmm. Yeah, that was a good good movie. I need to see that again. You know what? After after talking about this X-Men stuff, I think we're going to have to try to get Ryan Green from the Nerd Dome podcast to come and school us on X-Men because yeah. he is he is he is an authority on that. He is very uh, Ryan, very much you can X-Men educated. Yes, I just said your name, Ryan. And I need to send you a message anyway about some other stuff. So, it'll probably you'll probably get the message before I put the podcast live. But anyway, anyway. Okay, next news story. Dopinder will be returning in Deadpool 2. I have <laughs> no idea what these words mean. 
I've I have never seen Deadpool. You haven't seen Deadpool? uh, No, I have never seen Deadpool. It's a bit. It's a. It's a bit. I'm not quite old enough for it yet. What does that say about me? You're very mature. You're you're an old soul. Seeing as I didn't see it till, and I'm very immature. Anyway, that's what that uh, means. I saw it opening weekend. Oh yeah, I would have been there, but I wasn't feeling well. Um, Dopinder is a character who. He's the taxi um, driver in the Yeah, he's a taxi driver who Deadpool pays and high fives. <laughs> yeah, he, at the very end, he's like, oh, I don't, I don't seem to hap- happen oh, to have Oh, he says, any. like, that'll be this much. And he goes, oh, I don't, I don't carry a wallet. It puts a crease in the suit. Uh, now, how about a nice crisp high five? And he, says, and he okay. goes, oh, oh, okay. He also convinces, he also convinces Dopinder to kidnap the man who is trying to date the girl that he liked. So... You know, Deadpool's a great influence. It's, it's on a it. funny, it's a funny movie, but I totally see why anyone would not want to see it. Here's the thing: in, in the past, I have always like been like, "Oh, Deadpool sounds hilarious," and go, and then I go get one of his books. I'm like, "This is stupid." And <laughs> so, I when somebody told me then, "Oh yeah, the Deadpool movie's awesome. It stays so true to the comics." I was like, "Well, I'm out. I don't really care <laughs> oh, for the comics." It's the I one wonder, time, stay true to the comics. Oh, okay. Well, thanks for giving me a reason not to. I wonder if Deadpool is on, like, VidAngel and, like, how long the movie is. Well, VidAngel has been shut down. Okay, well, if it hadn't been, how long was it before VidAngel <laughs> was shut down? It's not that long. I know, it's not a very long movie, but if they're like, we're going to take out all the swearing, all the sexual references, and all of the inappropriate well, images, this, then it's going to be, out, like, a ten-minute movie. If you f- actually take those scenes out, yeah. If you hour bleep movie, them and maybe. fuzz them, I guess. Well, then you're just watching... 15 minutes of fuzzy yeah that's good all right i would i would be interested to watch that just to see that like how much they edited out i think that would be hilarious all right well you will have to go convince some judge that they were not breaking copyright laws so by reselling copyrighted material yeah that's totally not breaking copyright no i've only seen like headlines i don't know anything about the actual (laughs) story before before you go like no it's a good thing and i was like i I don't i don't know i i watched a video once about how it's a good thing and i was just like i'm not offended by this stuff so i don't care yeah i i think it's a personal rights thing like people it technically is a way to watch filtered movies when you choose the filters yourself because they don't actually modify the movie they just you go in and check boxes say i don't want any of this or that or this or that and then it cu- and then as it's streaming it to you it just takes care of that stuff uh-huh. but you you get to make the choices so if you were like i don't really care i want it all you could watch it all on there yeah and the other <laughs> thing that is that, that you buy the movie and then you sell it back to them i thought that was the other thing yeah, so the the way they do so it the, is you buy so you buy the movie like, yeah. and it and they and then you return it and the return value goes down by a dollar every day that you have it. So it's a dollar a day movie rental service. Much anyway, they tried to do all sorts of other things, but this is not the VidAngel legal podcast because nope. they've actually got some really good movie or yeah, some good YouTube clips explaining what they did. But they are just one small company. And they're being taken on by Disney and other studios. And so they're going to go pretty much away. Um, That's too bad. I think they've got some money behind their legal cases because people want to stick it to Disney. But I don't think they're going to last much longer. So so we had a first look from Entertainment Weekly on the Defenders Netflix series. What did you guys think about it? That certainly looked like all those actors. <laughs> yeah, I know. it was kind of the first good look I've gotten of uh, 
of uh, Iron Fist. And okay, so that was what I thought as well. I was like, I haven't seen Iron Fist yet, and yet there he is. And it's hard for me to care about Iron Fist and the Defenders when I don't know who Iron Fist is. The other, the other three, I was like, awesome, but Iron Fist, I was like, well, I, I hope he's good. I was Something like, I've hey, been he's thinking got curly hair. Something I'm thinking is funny is oh, we haven't seen uh, Iron Fist, obviously, but. They're going to be all def- getting ready to do the Defender and stuff. And Jessica Jones is going to be her jacket. And Luke Cage is going to be in a hoodie. And Daredevil's going to be in a devil costume. You're like, oh, wow, you guys you guys don't take this as seriously, I guess. Okay. And there's going to be this... You know there's going to be jokes about the costume. Like, he's the only one that Like, hides why are you wearing that? He's like, well, it's I'm not bulletproof. <laughs> he's like, oh, well... And then Luke Cage goes, oh, yeah, it definitely helps. Yeah, being I don't bulletproof know. helps. I, we, we don't know if... Uh... Iron Fist is going to be wearing his cool costume. Yeah, he better be. That's where the I, joke kind of falls. I apart. want, I want his uh, bandana mask. Do you think they'll do it because they did a whole season of Daredevil wearing one? Kind of. Yeah, that's true. But it'll be yellow. Fine, give me a big collar. Oh, what I, if? What if he's like, I can't let people know I'm there, and Daredevil's like, Well, here, this worked for me, and he tosses him a yellow one, and then it's like, Okay, because he can't see colors. Go. Sure. What? I'm blind. I am blind. Yes, I'm sure he said it just like that, too. Um. <laughs> and could, once again, we've lost movie. Amy. So I've only two seen you take that one from. Yeah, no, I've only seen the first season of Daredevil and Jessica Jones, so I, I can't really contribute to those conversations. I so. will say, as a Anglophile fangirl, you, you're not necessarily the target market for... for no. And the whole, like, the only reason I watched Jessica Jones was David Tennant, so, yep. <laughs> Hey, the only reason I watched Jessica Jones was because it's in the same universe as Daredevil. So, you know, I mean, David Tennant helped. Well, there you go. You know, okay, as a non-comic book fan, what did, you th- what did you think about Daredevil and Jessica Jones? I really liked them. They were good. I, I think I'm more biased that I like Jessica Jones more because I liked the villain more. Well, if but... David Tennant loves her, I obviously have to. Yes. Um, Like, Daredevil, it, it was good. I mean... I, I I know I'm not a popular opinion, but it was good. But then it was like, oh, season two's on, and I was like, oh, okay, okay like maybe maybe I'll get there, and I I still haven't. So sorry. So many things. It's a lot more violent. So if you're not if you're against blood and violence, I wouldn't. Well, I'm a huge fan of Walking Dead, so I think that's okay. Yeah, but it's like semi different because oh, that zombie's dead. Not oh, he just jabbed that thing into that season. guy's neck. Oh, he just bashed in that guy's head until the eyeball popped out. Yeah, and he, you know, ripped open That's the guy's fair. stomach full of the guts, so we're good. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I come forget, on. I forget that Negan is super violent still, like, for some reason. Like, it's just zombies. Oh, except for that whole... Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, the whole Negan that, character. Except yeah. the whole Negan thing of people not wanting to watch the show anymore. <laughs> okay. Um... And hey, then, I'll just I'll just like to say that I did not fuel this tangent. <laughs> no, you so did not. We were talking about something a second ago. Defenders. We were, yeah, we were talking about good. Defenders. Yeah, I'm excited for it. We'll see how it turns out. Um, I I right now my default position is I'm probably going to like it. It's coming. It's coming from Marvel. I'm going to like it uh, until they get to the point where they've just screwed me over a couple times. I'm going to like it because Marvel's done a good job so far, and I. I trust them. Once they lose that trust, they will have lost that trust. Like I, I'm not even convinced on Wonder Woman, even though uh, Jeff Johns has been on rail to fix things. Until they can prove to me that they can do something decent, 
I'm my, not sure that I'm going to like it. My biggest fear of Wonder Woman is that it's still going to be darker than anyone wants, and they're going to DC is going to just take a hard turn and make the next one a comedy directed by Paul Feig. That's like my biggest fear about Wonder Woman <laughs> is that they're just going to like that's it comedy. And, yeah, let's go back to Batman sixty six. People like I, don't know, yes. I was just going to say Adam West, bring him back, man. It's we like need an Owen's Adam West cameo. Show. Stanley gets all the cameos. Let's get an Adam West cameo. Why not? No, because like, he'd want too many I'm, lines. I'm completely okay with this. <laughs> that KDC, that's how you save your movies. You get a, you get Adam West cameos, dude. Or just tell us there's going to be Adam West cameos and see what happens. I couldn't find it. Where was he? And then you see the fan see theories wrapped around it. Dude, that's like the Cobra's favorite show right now. We watch it all the time together. <laughs> he loves it. Training up the child the right way. Absolutely. Okay. It's, uh, it's between the times that we're watching Monsters Inc. So. All right. Well, let's. We got one last news story. Netflix has really been just like popping out series after series, and this time they popped out a series of unfortunate events. This came out sure this past did. week. What did you guys think about that? Haven't got to it yet. Solid meh. Solid wee. Uh, it's it's confusing to me. Like when the whole opening song is Count Olaf singing, singing. You you why are you watching this? Don't watch this. A part of my brain just goes, why am I watching this? Um, because I loved the books as a child. Dang it! I Amen. never read them. It was word. past my it was past my time. I never read them. No, I, I never read them either. Read the books as a child. Uh, in fact, I read. I remember reading the first book on the bus home from school, and another kid had asked me, "Why are you reading?" And I just kind of looked at him, like, why not? Because you are <laughs> boring. I was, I was voluntarily reading on the school bus. It was weird to him. Because I cannot have podcasts yet. Yeah, seriously. Uh, yeah, that's probably one, why. One of my biggest pet peeves of, on a series of unfortunate events is that a common joke, a running gag in the movie, or the book, series, There's this, is at, this has had too many formats. I'm sorry. A running gag is that an adult will say something, say a long word, explain what that word means, and the kids will say, we know. Then Lemony Snicket, narrator, will say a word, explain what it means to us. It's like, well, why are you, we so know. you're treating us like the children? You you're, think we're the children? I don't know. It's... Well, I think you have to remember the audience was attended for like seven to nine-year-olds. So at least like really? the... Well, it's kind I of read terrifying. It, I was like, okay. Well, younger, I would say, at, uh, at least when it first began. And so at least, like, you know, when Count Olaf would say, you know, this is what this word means. It's like, well, of course we know what that word means. But then Lemony Snicket, I, at least when I was reading it for the first time, he would use words. That I was like, I don't know what that means. And mm. like the next sentence was, which means this. And I was like, oh, that was nice. Well, that's helpful. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So here's the thing. I have watched two Netflix series in the past month, like from beginning to end, uh, The Travelers and The OA. And it I is heard of either of those. So Travelers oh, I've heard of OA. I want to watch that one. I haven't watched. Yeah, OA's on my list. So Travelers, I, I really like Travelers quite a bit. It's got a cool premise. It's a time travel show where they're going back in the past to try to change things. However, they can't send back people, but they can send back uh, consciousness. And so they, hmm. they they send people back, send people's consciousnesses back to change things. And they have a really cool way, and they do that. And I'm not going to say any more on that for spoilers. It sounds I, like Quantum Leap. Kind of. I was going to say uh, Days of Future Past. but I was like, sounds like Inception, like an idea or something. No, so they, they actually send back their full consciousness. It's it's kind of a Quantum Leap. Yeah, you, you could say that. You could say that. However, they don't do the thing where you see the person who's jumping In the into mirror. them. Hmm. Uh, uh. You just see the actor who's playing them. 
So I no I I enjoyed it. It was good. There was there was some violence in there. I mean it's a it's, there's guns and shooting and stuff like that. There's one scene where they're like making out, but I don't think there's anything too sexual in there. Uh, so so this is something I wouldn't necessarily watch it with my kids, but at the same time, if it was on for the most part, you would be okay. If you would be okay watching Law and Order, you would be okay watching this. And then the next one, the OA, don't watch that with the kids. There are a couple of sex scenes, and it's like, oh, come on. You did not need that sex scene in there. But, you, sk- I, you know, I just fired up my remote and pushed forward a couple times, and, and it skipped past that, and it was okay. So, this see, this is where I could use VidAngel to cut that stuff out. But, yeah, it was. I, it's a really, really gripping concept. Uh, and to be honest... I remember sitting down to turn on the OA, and I'm like, do I want to watch the OA, or do I want to watch Lemony Snicket? And I was like, well, I have heard really good things about the OA, and so I turned that on. And that was really the only thing. And so I'm I'm not completely done with the OA yet, but I am pretty close to being done with it. And it's really good. I really enjoy it. <sighs> I would like to point out I've only seen the first two episodes of the series of Unfortunate Events. I do not know if I'm going to continue. Oh, I probably man. will just because, just because why not? But because that Netflix fandom hipster you in you again. Just okay. Just because I don't enjoy something doesn't mean I'm not enjoying it because it's semi-popular or in this well, conversation. Else likes it, so I gotta stop. <laughs> if by everyone else you mean the four people in this conversation, only two of them have seen it. You mean well, that like the whole world. I mean, I'm sure. I honestly haven't seen a review for it. I haven't okay. seen well, one I've out. I've seen a few I mean... things. I saw a video of Neil Patrick Harris talking about Neil Patrick Harris in his full costume makeup. It was pretty funny, and he he was talking about how Neil Patrick Harris, like his his uh, his career, has gone down the tube and stuff. <laughs> it was really <laughs> odd. I was like, okay. I will say this about it. a series of fortune events, though. The audience is a little bit like the intended audience. I have no idea who it is because it's not. Is it? Yeah. Like I just know um, after it premiered, there were lots of people who were like, "This is the worst show ever." Like I was gonna sit down and watch with my kids, but then it talked about you know death and how they're orphans and their house burned down, and this is not a family-oriented show. And it's like okay, but then like I wouldn't expect the same audience, you know, as like oh I don't know even Daredevil to sit down and enjoy it because it's like well their children so it's not like i don't know it's it's kind of a weird audience i will have to say my guess my guess is the audience for this is just age really because yeah yeah i would say that your age the people who fell in love with the books is children again love strong word <laughs> i didn't say read. you fell in love oh, okay. i said people your age fell in love with the books just because you're a hipster they, doesn't mean that everybody else was. Uh, from what I from remember talking with my friends, they really loved the books up until the last one. So, yeah. You know, so I think I think it's aimed probably towards them to hit the nostalgia factor, um, and maybe some of the kids who are the age that Jeff was when he was reading the books, because you know, it talks about the same. It, it talks about the same things in the books anyway, like them being orphans and all that fun stuff. So mm-hmm. that would be my guess. I have not seen an episode, so I couldn't tell you for sure. One thing, but. there's also a couple moments of, well, that wasn't in the book. Like there's a lot of, there's like both episodes I've seen ended with that didn't happen. <laughs> Are you well, sure? Are well. you sure? Pretty sure. Pretty sure. It's been a okay. while. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? The yes, Will Arnett and Colby Smother yeah, stuff? Okay. Yes, I do. But here's the thing. If you haven't finished the series, then you don't know who those people are, is all I will say. They've said who they are. Yeah, but... Didn't they? Not really. 
Because that okay. was that was my biggest thing too. I was like, um, that didn't happen in the book, and I was okay, kind of like, I, I, I don't. I'm impressed. I am impressed. That's all I've got to say. Because last or just a few months ago, I watched The Magicians, which is like a Chronicles of Narnia meets Harry Potter in college with a little bit more adult material. And I watched it. And I'm like, I don't think that's how the book did that. Like maybe I don't. And I had only read the book like a year previous, <laughs> so. I actually had to go back to the book and be like, and and read the book again and be like, oh yeah, that's how it was different. So the fact that you guys can remember from so long ago, what? Well, it's just like super obvious. Well, it's like a main thing. main plot point. It's like yeah. Harry Potter, like his parents died in Harry Potter. Like it's what? kind of that big of a thing. I was just gonna yeah, read like, that book. Sorry, spoiler. Yeah, and Dumbledore dies too. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Um, Jeff. Yeah, it'd be like. Jeff. The whole series of well, Harry Potter. My with... kids listen to this. <laughs> oh, oh I, I would just assume that's one of those common knowledge things. You, can you know just how many things out. Jeff has ruined for me, like the unintentionally. Unintentionally. Um, usual Suspects, Walking Dead. I did, did I ruin Usual Superman? Suspects? Because if Lena finds yes, that out, did. she will kill me. We watched it last week without you, and I said, "Oh yeah, without Jeff you. told me how this ends." I did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> okay, I legitimately like, don't remember oh, this. Yeah, and I was like, huh? Well, don't, okay, you're, if you don't cut the, that no, name I, out, Lena will kill us all. Okay, well, I would say that certain character, that's it. I, I, I apologize. I apologize for the usual suspects. I don't remember spoiling that, but I totally remember spoiling Walking Dead and Batman v Superman, which I'm mm-hmm. only, but, but you know. I have excuses, but there's there's no point. <laughs> uh, anyway. Anyway. Um, <laughs> series of unfortunate just, events. Yes, no. Okay, so a series of unfortunate events. The spoiler, like, not the spoiler, just the whole plot change you're thinking of. They are trying to make it look like, hey, we are doing this different. And you're going, I don't know how it feels. Like, But then in the very last episode of this TV show, it kind of reveals it something. Makes sense. And you it okay. does, and it actually ties in the rest of the whole book series. All right, now I have okay. to well, now, Dang it, Amy! Now I guess I've got books to read and movies to watch, or yes. TV series TV to watch. Got to get that Amazon credit, man! Oh, Audible. oh man! Oh man! Mine's okay. on Amazon. It's connected oh. to Audible. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Audible. Speaking of Audible, if you, you I, well, I wasn't going to I wasn't going to plug this, but now that we're talking <laughs> about it, if you head over to fandompodcast.com/slash Audible. You can get yourself two free audiobooks. Maybe you want the first two series of unfortunate events books. The Bad and Beginning and the Reptile Room. Woo! See, Jeff even knows the title still. Just head over to fandompodcast.com slash audible, sign up for a trial. You'll be signing up for the gold plan. And then it's fourteen ninety five a month. If you want to cancel, those books are yours to keep forever. See what you got me started on, guys? See what you got me started? I started, now I have to keep going. If you don't like the books... Go ahead and return them. They've got a great listen guarantee. They'll return them. No no hassles. I've done it before, and it works great. All right. Fandompodcast.com slash audible. Okay, so now that I've done an ad, which was completely like not in the script or anything, I think that's a great place for us to jump over into our main discussion. <laughs> I honestly didn't expect you to do it, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had to figure out some way to transition us to the to the main discussion, and boy, Sher- Sherlock, Sherlock, and season boy, are four. My arms tired. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sherlock oh, happened. Sherlock season four. Okay, so we mentioned when it came back on on the air that Sherlock season four, the six Thatchers, aired on New Year's Day, and then on January eighth, we had the Lying Detective, 
And then on January 15th, the final problem. It's deceptive because you're like, oh, it's only three episodes long. But the first two are an hour and a half, and the second one is two hours. So they're long episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's like a full-length movie miniseries. Speaking of connected universe. Yeah, exactly. They've, they, so, so each season is like a trilogy of movies that have an overarching story going on in them. And then as you go through the season, the season kind of has, or the series, the series has an overarching story going on in it. So I guess technically the first episode in season four is The Abominable Bride, which is a Christmas special where Sherlock basically, and just in case you guys weren't sure, there will be spoilers. We're spoiling the heck out of this. We're talking about what we liked, what we didn't like, and the overall plot. So... Run away now if, you, if, if you're afraid of spoilers. Okay, episode zero, I guess, of season four, The Abominable Bride. Moriarty's actually dead. Like, that's pretty much the moral of that story, right? Yeah, an hour yep. and a half to say, no, he, he shot himself. Like, and, they're all, and they're all old-timey, wimey. Yeah, Sherlock pretty much overdosed to prove it. So yeah, it's a it's a it's a uh, methamphetamine fueled high cocaine. Well, was it cocaine? Oh, it's oh, it's cocaine. cocaine. What is it today? Meth or cocaine? Oh, oh. Well, that's right. So anyway, he, he but he fueled himself with drugs so that he could go into his mind palace and think about stuff. And this is pretty much yeah, no. No big story. Like we talked about it for an hour and a half on a previous episode. I'll put the link in the show notes if you really want to hear about that. So, episode zero, Abominable Ride, 2016. Whole year later, Stephen Moffat loves to do his let's wait a year for the new episode. <laughs> Except for Sherlock, it paid off. I'm not sure, so sure about that one. It uh, paid off so long this, term. Mm, so the six paid off better than Doctor Mysterio did. Okay, okay, I'll, I'll give you that one. I'll give you <laughs> <Okay>. that one. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the six Thatchers, uh, Mary Ar- Sherlock is waiting for Moriarty to make his next move, uh, and so he's taking on all sorts of cases to try to just figure out what Moriarty's plan is, and he ends up taking on a case, finding somebody who's going around smashing six heads of Margaret Thatcher, the busts, ceramic busts. Oh. And why I would like is he remember doing this episode. This? I would like to point out my biggest complaint with this season is that is that he found that via coincidence. Like he just happened to be on another case where that came in play. That's my biggest complaint. Oh, he does that all the time, though. He mm-hmm. yeah, but and, well, it would have been a bigger complaint had when uh, and I'll let you know at the end of when you're explaining episode two. But like I almost had a similar complaint with episode two. Okay, so episode one, he's he's at, he's on some case that he's like, oh, this one looks interesting, and then he sees that oh, something's weird, something's missing from here, and finds out this bust was destroyed, and then a little, a little later, another one was destroyed, and they're trying to figure out why, and sure enough, the the uh, final Thatcher, the what? The final Thatcher. Oh yeah, the yeah the, uh, the final Thatcher bust gets destroyed and inside of that bust you know sherlock thinks it's tied to moriarty nope not tied to moriarty because moriarty's the mcguffin moriarty's always the mcguffin it ends up being a flash drive with agra written on it which if you go back into the previous season you find out is the team that mary is on because she's an assassin blah 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 okay one of the things that I had the hardest time with, and this is me being a nerd, the flash drive that had, so the flash drive had all of the known aliases for the, for Agra, the, the things that they were, the, the secret identities that they used and all that fun stuff. Agra is 
great, it's some super secret criminal organization, but this thing was put into this bust like, well, what did they say, like six to ten years ago? I can't yeah, remember I think exactly. think it was six. Six years ago. I, I vaguely remember that sticking out of my head. Uh, the USB flash drive that was it was on, though, was a USB 3 flash drive. USB Nerd. 3... Yeah, oh, yeah, you beat me to completely. it. Dang it! <laughs> I, was gonna, I was like, "End the point." To... Oh, okay. So, yeah, and you can tell because sense. the little inside part of the USB flash drive was blue, and that means it's USB three. And it came out like it was not invented until uh, it was not invented until two thousand eight, which means that it would have had to have been mass produced onto a flash drive. By the time I see, I just don't think it was realistic. Maybe Sherlock takes place in the future. No. Maybe he not the not like a Star Trek future. I mean, like the just like future year year future. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he wanted his flash drive to be blue, so he so he knew it different from the rest. Maybe there we're nitpicking go. on the wrong part of this episode. <laughs> Maybe he had the technology before we all did because it was part Maybe of the secret government. Maybe he governments. invented he invented okay. the new flash drive. See, and, that, <laughs> and that's the only thing that I can go with is like, oh well, this is a government contractor who they were like spare no expense, and so we'll get the latest secret technology because yeah, only five computers in the world have it right now. But when we need it to go fast, we need it to go fast. Okay, I guess maybe. Sure. Uh, that's that's the that's the tiniest of nitpicks, though. I'll I'll be honest. <laughs> but I did notice that. I did notice. Something that. tells me you didn't watch any more Sherlock. Uh, no, <laughs> I, I watched I watched more Sherlock. But okay, so the so you find out more about Mary's secret assassin spy life, and you find out that her name is actually Rosamond. And wait, what wait, what what did they name the baby? Rosamond. Rosie. Huh. Beth? So you, so, so no, you named the baby attention. after your own secret spy life. Yeah. Hmm. It means hmm. Rose of the World. That's what I did with my son, too. Cobra. That was my code name. Yeah. Well, I, I think also because, like, she was known as Mary Watson, and she kind of was for forever. And so I think to kind of, not like in spite, but to kind of the memory of her former life, that's what she named her child. Without telling John. No. Well, okay. okay hey, yeah. he, he could have read the flash drive. He but he could've. chose not to. Yeah. It's, it's his fault. He, it's okay. his fault he didn't know about the her crazy assassin life. Okay, did it feel like to any of you guys that this one was hard for them to do because John and Sherlock in their real in the real world have very busy schedules and they probably had a hard time getting together to film? No. Yeah, I buy that. I, I, I felt this, very the, much like this was separated. It's kind of a difficult mm. episode. It's not the best. Yeah. I yeah. Just, it was... It, I guess really? it was just like I was so into the story where it's like, no, John has a baby now. Like he can't be there for everything. And so me just being the fangirl eyed and I'm like, Oh, okay, cool, awesome. Yeah, so but I didn't has... even think about maybe he wasn't available to film. So they just kinda had a Oh no, he's he's with the baby right now. So Okay, so if he's with the baby okay, so let's forget the real world logistics. Okay. If he's with the baby and Sherlock's out solving crimes while he's busy doing baby stuff, how is he writing a blog about Sherlock's Dude, exploits. I'm just saying because Mary's with him and she's bringing back notes. Yeah, Mary, a Watson is he, always with Sherlock. He has plenty of time while he's feeding little baby to type while he's feeding. Yeah, but I think we know well. that. he needs the notes from Mary. I like that. I think uh, Brandon's complaint is more how is he getting details, but yeah, maybe anyway. those weren't mm-hmm. just the best posts. Maybe <laughs> there was well, a joke. Sherlock's blog, there was so. a joke a little later saying the blog quality has really gone downhill. Um, which, there you that's go. Prob- that's, your, yeah. that, that's in a later episode, it, but I'll give him that. 
Oh, I think it was. Oh, never mind. That's in the second episode. We're not there yet. Okay. Yes, yeah, so that was anyway. So, for, so they find out more about Agra. Mary's like, I've got to leave to take care of things. They find out who betrayed her team and made it basically so that they died. And but first, they waste ten minutes on Mary running away just for Sherlock to immediately find her. Right. It's called right? comic relief. I loved Jeff. that. I, I know, it but hilarious. it's still just like as long as we're nitpicking blue flash drives. Me? I mean. Find a friend. Find a phone. Yeah. What does he say? Like, oh, there's no decision you can make. I, I encountered every blah, 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 blah. But if that didn't work, I put a tracker in your coat. In the hard drive. Yeah. In the flash drive. In the flash drive. That's what I meant. I've only it's seen okay. it once. And it's it was okay. John's idea. Yep. And so and so John's there. Where's the baby? With Mary. Molly. 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 Why is Molly a babysitter? <laughs> because she's a because godmother. She's, she's their friend. Yeah. Case closed. I bet between well, Mrs. Hudson and Molly, they kids. got it figured out. And you know um, what? I would trust the baby with Molly more than Mrs. Hudson. <laughs> yep. That's true. I think I'd trust the baby alone more than with Mrs. Hudson. <laughs> I don't know. She makes a mean cup of tea. Yeah, it's over there. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, I, re- I really like how they've done Mrs. Hudson. They've done her character so well in this one where it's not just something that we've always seen over and over again. They, they gave her a little bit of attitude. I liked that. It was so. my husband's cartel. I just did the typing. <laughs> Okay. All right. So, dang it, you took my outro. Sorry. <laughs> I was actually That's just right. thinking you should have saved it. Anyway, anyway I got anyway. another one. We're good. <laughs> She's like, I don't care about you guys. Um, Amy so, has this all memorized in her head, head palace, mind palace. I'm getting everything wrong. <laughs> so basically, in the end of the six Thatchers, they figure out who who killed them. Well, Sherlock figures out. They go to this really cool aquarium, aquarium. meeting. And the person who it is this shoots at Sherlock. They're like, well, if I'm going down, you're going down too. She, she shoots at Sherlock, and Mary jumps in front of him and takes a bullet for him. Yep. Uh, yeah. Okay, so who because shoots? nobody gets to be happy. Who shoots a gun while in an aquarium surrounded by sharks? <laughs> Vivian Norberry, apparently. Clearly, this lady who is not a trained... Uh, field agent and was just typing in the background the whole time. Yeah. She's a few sandwiches short of a picnic. Let's just put it that way. Plus okay, she's so pretty angry. And so she's like, I don't care what I shoot. As some, if something gets, you know, shot. I, I think, think she's cornered okay. and so she's like, I don't care. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. I guess I get that. Okay. Um, so I've been pretty, I, I did not love this episode, but I thought, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and give it the benefit of the doubt. There were some things that there were some things that I didn't like. There were some things that I did like, like Mary taking the bullet for Sherlock is it's it's kind of dramatic, but Mary Morstan from the Sign of the Four in the book died. So it Sir Arthur Conan Doyle didn't explain how she died, but she actually died. So I liked how that was like, okay, we're going to stick with canon there. Uh let's see, what else? I made a list of things that I've remembered from the books. Uh the dog. The dog. That made me laugh because <laughs> Toby. Yeah, Toby, because because to- he had a dog in the in the books, and it was the dog was no use uh, in, in the book. So this is the quote that I found from the book: it "says Toby was the very picture of a of canine indecision, which is exactly what he was in the show." And then. Toby also made an appearance in The Great Mouse Detective. That's what yeah, I was see, just thinking. I was like, Toby was, was totally in The Great Mouse Detective. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. There were there were some good things. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed quite a bit. They make a reference 
that comes to play in a later episodes where Mycroft asks to be put through to Sharonford. And Sharonford is the name in the books of the third Holmes sibling. And also, Sharonford was the original name that Sherlock was going to have. So I, I, I enjoyed some of the things there. I enjoyed some of the things there. Uh, but no, I, I thought that was good. What did you guys think about the episode? Because I'm pretty sure you probably thought it was better than I thought it was. Yeah. I didn't hate it. No, it's, it was interesting enough. I had a hard I time think... watching it because I just cry all the time. So, <laughs> so like oh, the really, baby blessing, really you're wasn't... crying. Yeah, no, pretty much. It really was kind of just like trying to remember everything for me. Like, so it's been so long. I didn't rewatch the series before, you know, in preparation of or anything. And so Whose I was fault like, was that? Yeah, I'm, well, I blame the Cobra. Me part too. of me, part of me thinks that they were hoping that people did not watch the the previous series to prepare but like it um it it didn't really like grab me like i was watching it and i was like okay i just you know i love this these characters and stuff this is so cool until um mary got shot and then i was like well that's the hook like it wasn't even like super emotional for me i was like that is really sad for the baby like that's what hurt me the most but it was just like well they had to do something to hook me for the next episode because there, here I am, you know, and it was, you know, I was going to watch it anyway, but it, it didn't, it didn't really grab me until the second and third episodes. Like the first one was, I think it was, I mean, it was kind of like, okay, yeah, I'm excited to have Sherlock. Let's. What did you guys yeah. think about Watson's affair? Oh. I was actually going to talk about that because I think that it was really interesting and it showed, um, like character toward like his character that he would think and he he would react in a way that all we ever did was text, but it was an affair. Because according to the standards of the world now, that would definitely not be the case. And so, are you I sure that cool. all they ever did was text? Well, he didn't said he that. Say that. I he know he said that, that but part of me wonders though, because the whole like "I miss you" and like all that stuff. I was like, just because you see each other on the bus. Like, that doesn't, there's not enough, like, context when we be like, oh, I, I miss you, like, and all, I don't know. But that woman cannot be true. <laughs> I just oh, thought it was yeah. interesting that, like, be, you know, if, if that was the case. I I trusted him on his word. I can see myself being, or, you know, someone being well, emotionally invested just in a conversation online. At the point he online, confesses, you know? at the point he confesses, he really has no reason to lie. If you think about it, yeah, yeah, is that? I mean, the, I guess you, you're talking about the second episode where he's like, yeah, the that's ghost. why I was. That's why I was kind of being vague, but yeah, because you hadn't got there yet. He when he's hallucinating and seeing Mary when he confesses to cheating on her. That's what, what I, would I he didn't have catch to, that. Did so? Did he? I have I have kids, and they make it hard to watch shows like this. But did he? So he during that scene made he did say that it was only in text. Yeah, yeah. He said it was only ever texting. Okay, but you know I was cheating on you. Well, I, you know what? I, I thought I like Watson even more now because he is a stand-up guy. I like that. Yeah, and, and, of, I mean, that's the way the world the world doesn't think that way, and so I thought that was really cool that they would bring something like that in. Yeah, personally. a lot of stories nowadays would say it's just texting. It's we're not doing anything seriously, but the fact that he just feels he's cheating, like, it, it's more of in his he's mind cheating isn't invested. Yeah, yeah, it, cheating is. What he how he defines it, not how the world defines it. Yeah, like I believed Watson that, like John, I believed that. But when they were first texting, I thought it was more. But then upon his confession, I was like saying, like, okay, I trust you because yeah, you literally have no reason to lie now. 
Like you're telling Sherlock and Mary. So why would you lie? So Okay, so we're we're talking about the second episode now. This is the uh this one I don't know, I didn't I liked this one even less. Uh the lying detective. This is the one where he's he John is like, I don't want to talk to you, you killed my wife. And Sherlock is gone on a bender well, and he's even he's Sherlock done. feels even Sherlock says, I can't see John, I killed his wife. You know, yeah. even it's not like they're both reacting exactly the same. Well, and here's the mm-hmm. thing. He's, he's not just saying I've killed. He's not saying I pulled the trigger, but he set everything up. He, he brought her into the place and it was his hubris that made it so that she ended up being put in harm's way and eventually dying. So I, I, I feel like Sherlock is becoming much more human than he was in earlier episodes that there are lots of things that he is doing now that he never would have done in the past and that he cares for. And I know they've done story arcs on this, but where he cares for John and Mary much more than he has ever cared for anybody else. And this is opening up his humanity. I I think that that's the beauty of the story. You don't like it for that, but I think that's part of the thing that I love about it. That's part of the reason that I really loved this whole story arc is that it showed that, you know, in the past, it was easy to criticize him because, yeah, he was just a high, high-functioning sociopath and he did things willy-nilly and it was like, oh, well, that's just the way he is, right? There's nothing wrong with him drugging all of his best friends and putting them th- you know, through all this stuff because, quote-unquote, he has this, uh, this problem, so there's no problem with it. And it shows the evolution of his, his, himself, you know, that right, he can right. actually here, love here, here's, somebody. Here's the problem that I have with this is if he was a sociopath and he had a chemical issue in his brain, that would be one thing. But if he just didn't understand why he should care, that is very much to me saying, oh, it's just all in his head. If you try hard enough, if you meet the right people, you'll get over this. And no, you, that's, not how, that's not how mental health works. But we do it, find out in the third episode that it might not be entirely that. I was just thinking that. Right? Yeah. So we find mm-hmm. out in the third episode why he... He has Why he been, doesn't feel emotion. Yeah, he attempts to blot out all emotion at his core to deal with a struggle that he had an in, inability to deal with, to access. And that was with Red Bull. Yes. And, and so well, I'll tell you. We, so, yeah, so I, the, I, I, it's very <laughs> Well, let's, let's jump back to the lying detective and just kind of, because the lying detective serves a very important role of putting John and Sherlock back on the same team and putting John and Sherlock in the same place and getting over Mary's death because I will have to say just real fast. This was my favorite episode ever of Sherlock. Really? Really? Yep. Really? Really? See, cause this is my least favorite episode. Really? Yeah. I really? did not like this one. Uh, huh? Okay. So, so I went through the lying detective and I thought to myself, yeah, I, I, I I'm ready for Sherlock to be done. Like oh, it no. was, it was an interesting story. And there were some good things in there, but I just thought to myself that there are the it just took too many liberties with saying basically, yeah, I'm Sherlock, and so they've got the they've got the same problem, but in spades of well, how are we finding about Sherlock's story here and his hallucinations that he can barely keep track of because John is not there writing down what's happening, and so why how do we know any of this? Because this supposedly is being told through John's blog. Uh, and in the original 
books. It was being told through John's journals. So how do we, how do we know about this? Uh, so I had an issue with that. I also had an issue. It was so much darker than most Sherlock has ever been. And yeah, I, I definitely got that vibe too. And you know what? Even when Sherlock, so you, you look at the study in pink. That was a pretty dark episode if you think about it. Mm-hmm. But there was a lot of banter and there was a lot of levity towards it that kept it kept it not so dark. Like, we don't need it so dark. And then it really pissed me off that so much of it wrapped up. So they, nothing, it told me that nothing matters in the Sherlock universe because by the end of the episode, they're going to wrap up whatever the problem was at the beginning of the episode. And then they're going to open up another problem. It's just, it's completely episodic. It could be a sitcom for that matter. And so after after Lying Detective, I I was not keen to watch the next one. I, and to be honest, I did not watch the next one. And it wasn't. And There's I probably your problem. <laughs> I probably would have. I probably would have, but I ran out of time. Uh, okay. We so we're recording this, but at the same time, the only re- I watched probably four episodes of the OA between Six Thatchers and the Lying Detective because I was like, well, I don't. Uh, I, I I I don't. I wasn't too keen to go back to Sherlock. It's a different, it feels like a different show to me. It feels like a very different show to me. And so how come when he doesn't like a show, he's, he's open to his opinion, but when I don't like a show, Oh, you're hipster. Because I like everything. And that's, and that lie. And there is a huge, important thing right there. I like everything. (laughs) And so for me to say, I didn't really like this. If you're turning away because it got dark, don't watch the next episode. Yeah, the third episode is yeah. very dark. Please, well, please it, was, don't it wasn't watch. just because it got dark, but it just felt like a completely different show. Yeah, and I was I was bothered by the second episode just because it's like, so you're going after this man who you think has killed someone based off a person who came to your office that the person watching the show isn't really sure exists. It's just like uh, the whole up until the last literally minute of the show, I was like. Really, the, is this entire season going to be case solved because of coincidence? Like it's like, and then the therapist thing happened, and I was on board again. But <laughs> but the freaking yeah. guy like, whose name I don't know, but the I don't know, just the killing hospital person. I don't. Know, it was I had a lot wrong with that because he was really creepy. He was, he really was annoying. Creepy. He was so annoying. Like just See, the constant laughing, and I don't know why they were trying to do that. I, I don't I know think, because they, he's only joking. Well, I think they've done their job. Then, if he annoys you and you don't like him, and his oh that creepy noise, like I think they've done their the thing, job. We, he he was supposed to be likable. Like people were supposed to like him, and that's why he was a celebrity. Yeah, but we were only seeing him when he was trying to toy with with Sherlock. There's like a brief moment that you see him on TV, and they talk about him on TV, and he looks like a completely different person. Yeah. You know, like when he's doing that commercial and then afterwards he's really, yeah. The fact that he has a meeting room full of IVs that say, oh, you'll forget the meeting. That's not a red flag to you? Like, okay, I don't care if this guy's literally rich, that richer than God. I don't really want to spend time with this guy, especially because I don't remember me applying for this job. You know, it's, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, and um, yeah. They're, <laughs> see, again, I, I just think, They've just done their job. Like, I think that's what makes him such a, like, this is why I love this episode, because it's like, we've never really dealt with anyone like this before. And so, like, the fact where he's, like, sitting them all down with the IVs, and he's like, you're going to forget this. And they're kind of going, wait, what? Like, we've never seen that before. So, I I liked because it. Because it's stupid. <laughs> well, I don't think it's stupid. Like, 
I just think it shows like his power <laughs> and his yourself. influence that like well like everyone liked him so everyone trusted him and so it's kind of like yeah so he's having you know a big meeting in his you know his apartment building or his office building at midnight no one's gonna care because he's super likable and he's a he's a TV personality and everyone trusts him yeah still I think that it was interesting that. Like I, I very much got like a Dexter feel while I was watching that that episode. Psychopath that it was like, hiding in plain sight. Yeah, sy- yeah, psychopath hiding in plain sight, and how I, I kind of liked that about the episode. Um, I really enjoyed this episode. I thought it was very thought provoking, and it was you know different, which I liked as well. You know, but um, I also loved Dexter. You know, I loved that. I loved that kind of thing. The next, the next episode got a little Ooh, too yeah. sawy for me. Like I felt like you know, I was watching Saw and I have never you know, watched a lot of that show. <laughs> you know, like I was just like A lot of weird. people were like, Yeah, when did Sherlock turn into Saw? I don't know. I haven't seen Saw, so I was like, I don't know. Okay, whatever. But anyway, yeah. do we want to go so, on to the third episode now? Spoiler. Yeah, let's go on to the third let's go on to the third episode. Because I got um, a whole list of questions and things for Everybody the third dies. <laughs> so before Almost. we move on to the third episode we should reveal the End of the second episode, uh, Watson's therapist turned out to be Sherlock's long-lost sister. And that was the person who met, who made the meeting to get Sherlock on What's-His-Face's trail. And one, as soon as that happened, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm fine. Yep. I'm yeah, on board this again. Is, this is interesting. Had he literally caught a murderer based on a hallucination, I would have just been like, yeah, nope, uh, I don't care anymore. Like... Well, you've you find you've out, wasted, you've ruined two shows, Moffat. Yeah, and once you once you find out his sister and like who she is and what she can do, it makes sense why she did that and how she can do that. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, oh, yeah, and it makes the episode okay, so, a lot better, in my opinion. Okay, mm-hmm. so tell me about this episode because I haven't watched it yet. And to be honest, I don't care about spoilers because it's more about the journey than the destination for me. A lot of people die. So, so <laughs> what you find out is that Mycroft has been. And and, well, first and off, Sherlock have a have a younger sister, and yeah, she and Sherlock and, has no memory of her. Yeah, he like, cannot remember at her at all. And so he goes to Mycroft, and he Mycroft tries to like kind of jog his memory a little bit, and then he just flat out tells him, "Our sister is smarter than us. She is very smart. She can analyze stuff to the point where people she influences people for." to do things that are bad and terrible things. And so, and she did horrible things when we were young. And so she got locked up. And as you know, don't you remember what happened to Redbeard? Yeah. Don't you? And, and, and you get, you know, this episode is all about what happened with Redbeard and discovering who this long lost sister is. And you find out that Mycroft has been hiding her in a top secret institution like and you do, yeah, and it's—I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's basically I mean, like who hasn't want to lock up their sibling Ultron, in maximum security, you know, like the Ultron, you know, where they hide Ultron, or like you know, all the secret most this remote island that is completely locked down, and you know, only Mycroft has you know access, and he has full control over it, and he's been hiding, you know, that she's been here with everyone, his parents, Sherlock, everyone. And by the way, but the he, name of this facility is called Sharonford. Sharon which Ford. is who, which is who Mycroft says. Put me on the line with Sharonford. Mm-hmm. Yep, and that's and that's him talking to you know this secret base. Euros jail, and Euros is the name of the of the sister, which and is so Greek the, for an east wind. There you go. An east why wind is coming. Sh- why did the Holmes parents name their kids such weird names? They kind of 
bring that up that they all Pick have bees. Yeah. stuff but but as you as as more and more is revealed you find out that she had the influence like i mean she kind of went off her her rocker because she could influence people to do things and so she essentially you know, takes over the prison she yeah well yeah. She, she did horrible things when they were kids she burned down their house like their childhood home and killed the dog red, red, red beard, beard. Okay, so let me let me let me and, say one of the complaints that I we have are, about. We are tiptoeing around a subject, and yes, none of us want to mention it. <laughs> so I'm gonna, hmm. yeah. Anyway, let's th- let me let me just complain real quick because sure. PBS, please do their masterpiece theater stuff. I'm so glad that you let me watch Sherlock for free online. However, when the episode ends with a cliffhanger of somebody saying, "I'm going to put a new hole in your head." Do not oh, say yeah. next time on Sherlock and then show me John Watson running around. Oh, I didn't <laughs> yeah. think about that. It was a tranquilizer. She, uh, she shot him with a tranquilizer. Yeah. yeah, they mentioned they, that. They bring that up pretty quick. But, but, he, they, oh, yeah, they wanted the... us to think, oh, John Watson's dead. Well, nope, no, he's not. If John so Watson was dies CW in a cutaway. seed moment for you there. Oh, anyway. Good old BBC. <laughs> so, um, so... Mycroft goes to Sherlock and says, "We need, you know, we this this is a problem." And and Sherlock says, "I I have to meet her, right?" He says, "I I need to meet her," and he's like, "I don't know if that's a good idea." But then well, he finally you find agrees out well, to do it. Sherlock puts it together. Yeah. He's like, "Well, I've already met her, but she was Faith Smith." Let's so like yeah. um, in the second episode, the girl that comes to to two MB to figure out um, the serial killer and everything is this woman called faith smith and so you find out it's actually her and she's actually the therapist and yeah it's that whole thing and the person that john has the affair with yep no that would have been one step too many because i think he would have recognized no it was her it was was. yes it was was episode two you see that it was her yeah she was a hard time believing that john would that john would have a hard time not recognizing his therapist they they talked she she talked about how it is so easy to hide as a woman you put you know you put a walking cane or i can't remember what she said but yeah yeah she has the flower in her hair i thought that's just because she had connections no no but it makes sense also why like in you know all of this stuff where she has the ability to influence people and blah 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 that um, you know why he would why he would be infatuated with her right away. Let me ask you a foreshadowing question. Sure. So they talk a lot about the appointment in Samara, which is a short story about uh, a merchant in Baghdad who is trying to outrun uh, death, but it's inevitable. And Sherlock says that basically if you connect to enough data points you can predict any move at all is that does that come through here again and come back to say oh you can outrun death you can make your own decisions especially if you do something that is completely unexpected is that how this one ends um not no no not entirely okay i mean they definitely do touch on that like they talk so so like once you get to the once you get to the place you know to I can't remember the name of it help me Sharonford? out Amy. Sharonford, Sharonford when, once you get there like they have um you know Mycroft's like talking to the people there and saying you were not supposed to let anyone talk to her you know and blah 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 you guys broke the rules 
and it is revealed that she is basically in influenced every single person in there and she runs the place now so like she can leave she can go wherever she wants she goes there's no glass in her cell yeah she has no glass in her cell but there's like this sign that says stay three feet away from the glass and then like there's this moment where she asks sherlock she says did you ever you know think why this sign was here put your hand up on the glass and i'll put my hand up at the same time and then they touch hands and then it's like oh she's in charge of everything here and you know mycroft told him don't talk to this girl because everyone she talks to she has five minutes with anyone well she she, has christmas presents she owns them (laughs) you know and and then it's like, oh, wait, we're watching this videotape of somebody talking to her, and then they realize, and Sherlock realizes, hey, that's Watson. your voice. Watson. And, oh, Watson does. That's right. Sherlock like is that, with her. Yeah, that's right. Sherlock's he's talking to talking her. Talking to her. Yeah, he's talking to her. So, so you find out that she, you know, has a lot of influence in this place, and, you know, Mycroft talks about how, you know, we gave her, we gave her five minutes on Twitter, and she was able to predict, what, what did they say? She was able something. to predict the first terrorist attack on British soil in over a certain amount of time. Yeah. After or, 10 you minutes know, Just on stuff Twitter. like that. Like she, she is able to, just like they were saying, and you were saying in this, you know, this story, that she could connect all the dots to create, you know, to come up with an inevitability. And, and then they cut. And this is one of the things that was really weird about this episode is they would cut back and forth a lot. To the girl on the plane? Yeah. So, so once... So well, there's so up, much uh, to talk about. Yeah, we haven't, we haven't even brought that up yet. So, so basically, now that we know that she's in charge, she says, okay, Sherlock and Mycroft and Dr. Watson, we're going to play a game. And I'd like he, to play a game. And, that's, and this is where the Saw thing comes in, and that's where we can kind of relate it to. Now we can kind of skip, because... Yeah, and so I mean, basically, it's, it's, he she psychologically torments them. Yeah, so she she does all this stuff, and she's trying to help Sherlock remember what she did. To and Red he's Beard. still trying to remember, and she, yeah, she's trying to figure out what happened with Redbeard. And there's this little girl that's on an airplane, and they phone they phone up, and they say, "I've got somebody you need to talk to." And there's a little girl on an airplane, and everyone has fallen asleep in the airplane and she's on the cell phone saying i need your help and between each of the psychological like craziness um he can talk to this little girl for a few minutes or for a moment to try to help her and figure out where she is so that they can land the plane and each one does of them does it end up being a ha- fake plane it does <laughs> yes it, it does. ends up being because that's such a sherlock thing to fake. do yeah and and i actually like me and lena actually talked about it and we we didn't actually like we knew that there had to be something with it but the big reveal we didn't call right like what yeah. actually it was it was like okay we know that it's a fake plane it's his memories but, isn't it but not, not his quite. not quite so so each of the quote unquote like things that he has to go through it kind of helps humanize sherlock through the whole so thing. that seems to be a theme of this season is um, yeah, everything is, is humanizing him. So like one of the things that she makes him do is she she has him call up Ugh. Molly. Molly. And oh, she does she says, make does she make him does she okay, does she make him make Molly fall in love with him? 
No. Kind of? No. Not, not well, quite. Well, she doesn't, what, she doesn't what? have to make Molly do anything. Molly already does. Well, that's, right. Okay. right. But yeah. That's, yeah. That's, so that's he, what I'm saying. So Molly has a thing says, for Sherlock. She always has. And yep. Sherlock is a robot with no emotions. And so she is going to mess with Sherlock by making somebody who cares for him yeah, say something. Yeah, yeah, it's, some, it's something with it was, that. It's something it was essentially right. Yeah, it was, and what it have, was is you have two minutes a, to say Molly for Molly to say I love you, or I'll blow you have up to her get apartment. Molly to say this to you without saying that you're in trouble, that there's any distress, and if you don't, I'm going to blow up her house. And there was no and, bomb at, at all. Nope, well, and there wasn't. She, well, he get it's, oh, it's okay, uh, so, it, mm. kind of weird because. Well, Sherlock gets her to do it. Sherlock, she does say it, and so no bombs go off. But then she says, "But Sherlock there was has no to bomb. say, I love you too,' doesn't he? No, no. he does, he, and he says he, it. He first. does, but he doesn't have to. He says it first, and that's right, what makes the whole, her say it. But the whole scene so is it, about he, making Sherlock say, I love you.' Yeah, that's what the whole no. thing it's actually is about. about Molly saying it, but him. Well, no, but no, she no, also, no, no, no. She no, also think says think it. This. The reason, the way that it's messing with Sherlock is it is making Sherlock say, "I love you" to another human being. To yeah, somebody who has emotions towards him. It's psychological torture for Sherlock. And but that was not her end game, though. And she even says that. But it, but it is like bringing the human, you know, humanity to Sherlock. Like, that's our side of it. Like, oh, but she was trying to just say, hey, look at what you do and you really mess with people. But she didn't realize or she didn't really think that it was going to affect him in the way that it is. At least that's the way that I interpreted it. Yeah. She's yeah. so smart. Do you think that? Do you think she didn't think of that? She she's void of it as well, though, and so she doesn't understand it to its full capacity. So she can't have empathy for it because she doesn't have that same motivation, and that is very clear. Like you think, oh, she might have it, but then it's like, no, she doesn't. No, she's psycho at all. Yeah, she, like she's yep. completely bat crazy. Like okay, to the extreme. All right, let, let me let me ask a question because this is something that I have seen that I. So Mark Gaddis. Stephen Moffat write write the the six Thatchers and it's very spy heavy. This one seems like it is very action heavy. They showed a freaking scene in the trailer of something of like somebody jumping out of an explosion. Um, yeah, that was Baker Street. Yeah, that's a really cool scene. Actually, we just skipped over that one. Yeah. So I wonder, I wonder if this is. Stephen Moffat doing what he's doing with Doctor Who. He's done with Doctor Who. He doesn't care about Doctor Who, so he's telling superhero stories inside of Doctor Who because he he's told all the Doctor stories that he wants to tell. With Sherlock, is he telling a spy thriller sh- movie? Because he said before in interviews that I've thriller. seen, what? <laughs> yeah, he 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 said. I don't in, think that this episode is at all a spy thriller. No. Okay. All right. No, all right. not at all. I, I I might agree with you, like, the first episode is more like that, but this is definitely a psychological thriller, thriller. like Silence of the Lambs, Saw, you know, so maybe, okay. maybe he took a single episode of each one and said, okay, I'm going to be able to put these together, but this is definitely not, like, secret, like, oh, I'm going to go in and see it. Like, this is just purely, like, how somebody would react in a situation and how how Sherlock reacts to situations that he's not normally put in. Because the first three seasons of this show seems to follow thematically very tightly with each other. You, They felt like the same show. Now, all of a sudden, this season, we are getting different sh- shows in seemingly different genres. And so I think that maybe, I don't know. 
I don't know, I wonder if he's just bored with Sherlock now, too. And he's like, well, I can do whatever I want with this now, so I'm going to tell uh, a horror thriller, and I'm going to do a spy movie, and I'm going to do... I wonder if he's just like, I'm going to write what I, the kind of movie that I want to write and shove my character into it, like he's doing with Doctor Who. Hmm. Hmm. It might be. I mean, That's it fair. might be that he's just trying to stretch his legs. So I'm the angry geek you know? this time, Jeff. You yeah. can take a break. No. I haven't paid attention to a word you've said. <laughs> I'm 100% kidding. Um, so, so what ends up happening is that there's the big final scene where she gives one gun to all three of them and says, one of you has to kill somebody. Well, Sherlock has no. to kill Watson or more, more Mycroft. Yeah. yeah. And then <laughs> you've, you've changed and then he says, nope, I'm not going to do it because, you know, these are, it's either your brother or it's your best friend. Who are you going to shoot? And he basically says, I'm not going to do it. And there's a really awesome scene where Mycroft, at first, you're like, what is he doing? Like, he's yeah, Mycroft being a, just says, shoot Watson. Jerk. We he's, need to do this. He's like, we're really smart. He's the dummy. You need to shoot him. And then you're like, holy crap. And then he just keeps egging him on. And then finally, Sherlock's like, no, he's just trying to egg me on so I shoot him. He knows me. Easier for me to and kill I was him. like, that's pretty. Like, I mean, it was, it was w- done really well, you know. And in the end... Um, he threatens to turn it he, on himself. Yeah, he threatens to kill himself. And she's like, wait, no, no, that's not how this is supposed to end. Like, this so is, is not this how it's supposed to happen. So is this the appointment in Samara where... Exactly. She, where didn't, she wasn't it, able to, you know, figure out all of the points and something well, random she, uh, happens. Tranks, she tranquilizes them. And, and so, yeah, she takes them all out. Like, she shoots them all. And then they all wake up in the last... The last Room, the final what is the title of the show final whatever the final problem, problem. the final they problem. all wake up on the holmes childhood house property except for mycroft mycroft yeah. is not seen for the rest of the series the rest of the nope. episode is just watson and sherlock and sherlock yeah, wakes up he would have just gotten the way and you know sherlock wakes up and he's like i'm at my house and watson wakes up in the bottom of a well and he's chained to the bottom of this well and there's water and she's egging him on and saying, hey, you know, what's going on? You need to figure out what the final problem solve, is and what has happened. You need to you solve need your to solve. very first, yeah, the very so first case. So he has case. to solve Redbeard, Watson, and the girl on the plane, and with his sister egging him on. They're all down in the well, and then he finds well, a VHS tape that says <laughs> you have that. to show this to somebody days. else. Yep, you have seen this. You did see this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but so... So basically, um, through a series of Sherlockian things, where he puts together X and X and X, and it goes through this crazy thing because he's like, oh my gosh, my friend's going to die. I need to solve this right now. And it has to do with like a song she sang when she was young and some headstones that are out in front of their house and all of this stuff. You know, it goes through that whole Sherlock thing where it shows the letters and him moving things the stuff around. Things that shouldn't make sense. And is this does. when... Is this when Watson interrupts and says Mycroft has been lying? Yep. Because the whole time Euros, like with all these like saw-like puzzles and stuff, it's at first it seems simple, like figure out this murder, you know, you have to do this. But then she's like, oh, I'm going to add some context to this. So then it's the situations are heightened. And so she's talking to Sherlock and he's like, yeah, I'm going to figure this out. And then she's like, oh, I'm going to add some context right about now. And that's when (laughs) Watson makes the really big, I don't know, like... Reveal, the revelation connection. of well, she even says Redbeard. what what did our what was wrong with dad? What was our what was dad allergic to? What was the one thing dad would not allow in the house? And yep. then Redbeard's the, a dog, the, isn't it? Redbeard's Red, the dog, and Redbeard Red couldn't come into the house. 
but, but the dad Redbeard's is allergic. The dad's allergic to dogs, and so Redbeard was never actually a dog. And Sherlock f- discovers that Redbeard was actually his best friend, who was his a, childhood friend, his who... childhood friend, and he used to call him Redbeard because they, they would p- pirates. play pirates. Yeah, and, and he was Yellowbeard, and he revealed, was Redbeard. As he, this is being revealed, Watson's holding a skull in the well. It's disturbing. And so Eros. She drowned. She didn't drown Redbeard, which is what they've been said the whole time had happened. Well, she did drown Redbeard, but it was his best friend, not and, well, and not, not his a dog. dog. So, so, so he had you know changed his memories so that he wouldn't have to deal with this pain because his sister. Hmm. And you know, I think did the Mycroft, most horrible thing that they could possibly do, and Mycroft, Mycroft also. Helped. Yeah, helped Mycroft with helped that. him. Because Mycroft is quite a bit older, and he's a fat, chubby kid when he's a kid. It was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, there's a scene with... <laughs> he's like this chubby little kid stuffing cake, cake on the face. beach. Yeah, well, that's because in the classic Sherlock Holmes, he is a fat guy. And so every time they can make Mycroft fat, they do. Yeah, and he always talks about yeah. how... And there's that oh, one episode, too, where he like they, they have the bet, where he's like trying to eat whoever has a heart Yeah, that's attack. the abominable bride. bride. That, that's the other one, yeah. When am but, I going yeah, to die? So that's, you know, it's this huge crazy thing oh redbeard is not a dog it's his best friend and that's that's what you know has kind of made sherlock block away all emotion his whole life and the only person that really knew this was mycroft and his parents apparently but his parents never told him because then it cuts to their parents coming back and they're like you eros was alive the whole time and you never told us and mycroft's like i i did it you know for your own good and they're like no you didn't we did we did actually um gloss over the fact that moriarty does make an appearance in this show yeah i was like are we gonna talk about the christmas present what happens is like every christmas apparently mycroft would give arrow something and one of the things that she asks for is a violin and a stradivarius and then she gives it to sherlock you know, and they play it and they connect on that. But then um, it's actually another said, Christmas. yeah, that another present was because of everything that was going on with Moriarty, Mycroft thought that he'd be smart and clever and have Eros, like, find out more stuff about Moriarty. Euros, bring him by in. the way. Euros. Euros. I'm sorry. I can't ever remember people's names. You know this. Yeah. And Especially so, weird names. Um, she, she gets five minutes alone with Moriarty un. Uninterrupted, unsupervised. And so during that time, they hatched this whole plan. So it was Moriarty and and girl, Euros. <laughs> Sorry. And, and girl. Eros. Eros. Arrow? That, I thought we were talking about Sherlock. Eros, Eros is, is like the Roman god of love. Okay. Well, well, I'm really confused now. Or no, Greek god of love. Greek so. god of love. But anyway, so they hatched this whole thing, and it's and that's why the whole like, did you miss me and stuff like that? Like he hatched this because he he thought it would be even more clever that he could screw with Sherlock after he was dead, and that was even more satisfying to him. And during each of the little you know steps of him learning, there's like videotapes of of you know Moriarty doing stuff like crazy stuff like tiktok tiktok or saying things that would throw him off and it's actually a really cool scene when moriarty comes and they show him you know land in the helicopter and come you know come and visit the place it's a really kind of fun scene and that's where i was going with when i said it jumped around a lot because it was like wait where is he coming from and then it kind of yeah they purposely didn't that it was one yeah yeah they purposely didn't say for a while that 
oh, by the way, this is Christmas Day five years ago. Like, they did the whole entrance, and he's coming in, and he's saying hi to everyone, and then he sees Mycroft, and then it says, oh, yeah, by the way, this was five years ago. Just so yeah, they can mess with you. Yeah. Yep. But, yeah, so, you know, after everything is said and done, she gets, you know, because Sherlock well, figures it out, <laughs> right? Well, you find and out the girl on the plane and everything. Yeah, so he he finds out where she is, and he figures out what's going on, and he runs upstairs into the attic, and it turns out that Eros... Did I say it right that time? Euros. Sister. Euros. Like Europe. Okay, Europe, I got it. Euro, Euros. <laughs> wow, I'm really bad at this game. Um, the whole time, the girl in the airplane was her, in her mind, and she was trying to escape and figure it out, what she was going on, and so Sherlock runs up to her and, sa- and gives her a hug and says, I understand. So it's Sherlock's memories through. of Euros. No, it's Euros mm-hmm. in her mind. It's, she can't Sherlock calls it a her metaphor own mind. for like yeah, it's a metaphor being for up her. in the air with having no one to talk to or something like that. Like, so she's you know been locked away in this, in this prison forever and she's going, she's crashing and she has no one to talk to to figure out how she's going to be a part of this world. And so... It's not anything to do with Sherlock's brain. It's all his sisters. And he unlocks, you know, this. And she, she kind of, like, goes into this canatonic state. Like, now, you know, that she's kind of come to this realization. Yeah, they it was like... Her, they lock her back up again. And then he comes and visits her sometimes. And they oh, play so there are no, so, so, so there are no consequences to this. Nothing changed. We're back to the well, episodic nature of Sherlock. Watson where, is... At this moment, Watson still is in a well... Yeah, and they water. have to go, and they have to go rescue him. So, like after he does that, they he you know they throw rope down, and he gets. I mean, out. besides the fact that she killed five people in the prison, well, um, and they even talk about that too. They like they like bring up, well, there's not anything we can do. We can't just kill her, you know. And so, what is our what is the one thing that we can do? I mean, the only th- other thing we can do now is is lock her up, and we've learned our lesson, right? Yeah, it ends with an interesting montage. This is a and montage so, of the two of them playing the violin. A yeah, lot. so you know, and and the mother is there too, and Mycroft. They're all sitting there listening to Sherlock and and Euros playing oh. the violin. Because um, they also talk about like she was so gone, like in her mind palace and things, like this metaphor and everything. She was just she's so far above, like she's out of view, is what they said. And so when um, I guess Mrs. Holmes and Mister Mrs. Holmes find out from Mycroft and Sherlock that no, she's still alive. The mom is like, well, I don't care. She's still my daughter. I, I need to go see her. And Mycroft says, well, words won't get to her. And so it shows kind of this montage of, um, it looks like for a while, Sherlock goes to Sharonford and just plays violin. And for a while, it looks like she just sits and listens, you know, and doesn't show any emotion or reaction. But then there's one time Sherlock goes and she turns around and she stands up and she starts to play with him and mimics him. Yeah. So basically what I'm, what I'm, Getting from so this yes, no consequences. Is this this entire this entire season is about humanizing Sherlock, and then the last episode is that this is what could have been Sherlock if John Watson never came into his life. Yeah, yeah maybe, and that's yeah. part of it. But then it, it cuts to them going back home. So everything's done, and they go back to Baker Street, and we actually glossed over the fact that it was blown up. So the grenade scene, that big yeah, explosion, about that. was 
before they even go out and visit Euros, um, a drone flies in while they're all talking about this. And Sherlock's trying to say, hey, I need to go and see my sister. And he's like, absolutely not. This is not something that we can do. A drone flies in with a grenade on it. And it's actually a really awesome scene where they're like sitting there analyzing what they're going to do to be able to escape it. But um, yeah, I would recommend watching that. (laughs) Just watching that scene, if anything, because it's a really good scene. But so they go back to Baker Street and it's all blown up and, you know, it's the 80s montage of them fixing it. But the reason why they're fixing it is because they find another disc that says Miss Me More. Is that what it says on it? Or it no, it you. says Miss You and it's Miss addressed you to Watson. To Watson and it's Mary talking well, to them again. Very clearly it's Mary because the disc she that she left me. for Sherlock said Miss Me to get his attention. Yeah. And so... Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and I mean, it's there's no well, she, there's no she opens secret the video that it by is. saying P.S. Yeah, yeah, that's how it starts. Mm-hmm. P.S. By the way, this is what's going on, and he's like, and and they she basically says without without you guys with each other, you guys can't survive, and I know that. You know, I was the wife of you know, I was I was the wife of so John. So basically, but, this is the phone call that Moffat wrote from exactly. Matt Smith to Clara saying, you need to stick with the doctor. Don't leave the doctor. Yeah, you need to hang out and you need to be here. And so they systematically fix everything in Baker Street and, you know, paint the smiley face on there and shoot holes in the wall and, you know, everything. Yeah, and like, you know, they just kind of do everything, put the knife in the in the mantle you know like they go through and just kind of do everything that's there and then it kind of cuts to everything kind of being the same again like they made up their friends a montage again. of clients coming in and out yeah. so what i'm like, hearing Rosie is if i skip this appearance. series absolutely nothing i i miss absolutely nothing no I Not really, say other that. than the fact that it was just a fun ride to find out about his sisters and stuff. And then there was resolution in all of the stuff that wasn't there. So they could end the series on this. Like, I mean, it's it's very much a, they could, if they wanted to, and say, okay, will. this is the end, you know. Yeah. Or they could say, hey, let's have another one. Why not? You know, so I mean, it's very open-ended. It's not like... And I think they did that on purpose because sure. both they don't know. Martin Freeman <laughs> and yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch are so busy that it's like, well, I would love oh, what, to do more, but... What small indie movie are they working on? Oh, that's right. Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Yeah. But like, the, the I think it's funny because like you go on, you go online and you read about, like you read people's complaints and stuff. And there were so many people that were like, oh, well, they have such a homoerotic relationship. And they were disappointed that they didn't end up with each other at the end because Ugh. they were like so buddy-buddy. And I was like, we I don't never know got that. that. They didn't. <laughs> no. Yeah. But, you know, I don't. And and some people read into it that way. So, like, that was, I well, was just like. The, oh, within man, the show, it's a running joke. Like, oh, this is my roommate, John. Oh, so you're like that. You're together? Like yeah, and I think that that's what stems that whole thing. But, you know, it clearly shows that it's... I mean, I don't I don't know if it does, like, 100% show that John moved in, but they do show Rosie and them passing Rosie, like, back and forth. So it's a very family atmosphere. So now Sherlock has a family, and he feels, you know, he's not alienated by Rosie, you know, and... So you know, if they the, ended this here, it really would be Sherlock's transformation from being a high-functioning sociopath to being a human being. Yeah, and being yes. able to show, you know, to show emotion to someone else. Yes, and I read an interview because I was really like worried, like, is, is this it for Sherlock? And there was an interview with Moffat, 
and he said, we like to think of the end of series four as the beginning of the Sherlock Holmes you know and you love, where it's Dr. Watson and Sherlock Holmes, and, you know, he has the pipe and everything, where he is very, like, like deductive and critical, but there's also a heart underneath that. And so Moffat said, we like to look at our series of Sherlock as, a, like, somewhat of like a prequel to Sherlock Holmes that you know. Hmm. Okay. I like that. I think that's cool. He does wear the hat a lot more in this episode and they make a joke about the, that. Yeah, like the, you got to put see, the hat on and so he like shows two up ends all the with, time. I'm Sherlock Holmes. I wear the damn hat. Yeah. So so maybe it was, you know, and if you look at it in that light, it actually makes a lot more sense why they tried to humanize him. I like that quote from Moffat. Yeah. There was one open end that I think they did on purpose. If they do come back. Um, so while they're rebuilding Baker Street, whatever, Sherlock is sitting in his chair and he has his phone and he texts someone, you know where to find me, SH, and then he sends it. Is that Irene Adler? See, that's what Might we be. thought. Oh, it could we be. skipped in. Ep- oh, we didn't talk about in episode two how he gets she- a text from her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's nothing. Presumably. That doesn't really happen with anything. You like for Does a moment. Does Mycroft ever when- go on the date with the lady? What's her face? Not that we see. Mm. No. They made such a big deal out of that. I think it was more showing that Mycroft is just as removed as Sherlock is. Okay. Like, he, yeah, maybe. he definitely uh, is removed. Like you, you I, I think Mycroft shines in this, especially this last episode. Like it, Well, I when the Mark writer was plays just a like, character. <laughs> yeah. He was just like, this is awesome. Simon yeah. Pegg was one of my favorites in the last Star Trek movies. But Simon Pegg wrote the screenplay. <laughs> so good for him. I think that's kind of the same thing with Mark Gaddis playing Mycroft and writing the script. Well, it's one of those who knows the character better type things. That's yeah. true. That's true. Like I'm sure there was auditions where he's eventually just like, I got this. Let's. I'll just do it. Hmm, maybe. Well, maybe. and I think he's perfect for it. Like I, I can't really even imagine anyone else being it. Okay, yeah. Amy, as a Sherlock super fan, what was your overall impression of this episode or of this se- series? Okay. Well. I can understand why people didn't like it because I am a fan of the more darker, sinister material. And even going back even to season two or even series three, it's kind of a, it's a really great contrast of season three. They're laughing, they're joking, you know, they're getting married and it's really funny versus this is kind of a dark season. And so one of the things I love about Sherlock is it, it just changes and it grows and the, like the characters are, have so much like development and rich history and backstory. So and you like, loved the growth in this in this season? I did. Because going back to you know, season series one, episode one, where Sherlock was this very, you know, I I don't have human emotion. I Watson, sure, whatever. Going fast forwarding all the way, you know, to the end of this one where it kind of shows the Holmes family, then it shows Sherlock and Watson as a family. And I, it's just a great I don't know. It has its ups and it has its ups, it has its downs. It just I think mostly though it's for the character development. It's just I love it. Okay, so this one this one hit the character development on the nose. Okay. I'll I'll give you that one. It definitely especially capping it off with that quote from Moffat about how this is this brings us to the Sherlock that we know from the stories. Yeah, in fact the last frame, the last scene of uh, this episode is uh, Watson and Sherlock, and they're running out of this place, you know, and he has the, um, he doesn't have the deerstalker on, but he has the trench coat and the scarf, and Watson's running, and they come out of this place called Rathbone Place, and Moffat said that is a tribute to um, the actor that first played Sherlock Holmes, 
I think Rathbone was his name. So yes, I thought his name was Basil Rathbone, but I'm not sure. Yeah, no, like it was his. It was his last name, like the Rathbone. Yeah, I like. I recognize that name for sure. Yeah, and so I, and I don't of know. Course, I don't know. Basil is what they call the Great Mouse Detective. Yeah, See, and I that's why that I was like, was I don't also, think it's Basil because that's no. Yeah, I think that that was it's, also it's Basil them, Rathbone. Yeah, he's so he, he's paying homage to to that character. Yeah. So it was he's the 1940s Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. that's. That's what it was. So anyway, okay, it's it's great. All right. Well, I, I I am very so-so on this one. I I. Well, now you don't need to watch it. We we explained it. Well, I, I feel like I should still watch it so I can make my own. But here's part of the problem. I guessed so many of the things that were supposed to be big turns, where I vaguely I, I vaguely remember in the Abominable Bride episode where I was so excited that I thought that I had the twist all figured out. And then I didn't, and I thought that was awesome. And then this time, I've the twists have not been twists. The twists are like okay, saw they, that one. Yeah, coming. they were close. Yeah, they were close, but not like I didn't. I didn't think that it was in her head. Like I had no like. That, yeah, that was a shocker that, to me. That that was just like whoa, you know. Like I was like maybe it's in a recording or maybe it's you know what whatever it is. But yeah, I did not. I did not call that one at all. That was a big reveal for me. And I probably just didn't. I probably gave away too much or whatever when I was doing my synopsis. But no, it's okay. This is a spoiler episode. So. He knew what he was getting into. I sure did. Um, any any final thoughts? Um, it was interesting when they were talking about Moriarty. They talked about his brother. How Moriarty had a brother that he worked as a station master, and so I don't know if that's. Because, like, there's a lot of things, like, how did the whole Miss Me get all over London? How did his face get on every single TV screen? And they kind of mention, oh, yeah, his brother was a station master. And that Moriarty was also kind of jealous of him. So that was something I was like, wait, 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 go go more into that. Like, what was that like? Explore that. That's what I need to know. Yeah. I have a whole list, so I don't know what you really want me to get into, but... I do think it's important. Okay. (laughs) We're going another hour. (laughs) Okay. No, just real fast though. I also thought it was funny that water was very significant in even the whole entire four series. Like you first meet Moriarty at a pool. Sherlock's memories them at the beach. Mary gets shot in the aquarium and Watson is getting drowned in the well and Redbeard's in the well. And even in talk about that though. Like when she's, no, she says like trying to get him to remember Redbeard. Yeah. And I think it also kind of, references the the Samara story as well, where it's this whole time Sherlock has you've dreamt of deep water and you've dreamt of this water and this thing, so you knew that it was gonna come back to get you and that you weren't gonna be able to outrun it. I think it might be a metaphor that, you know, Redbeard was drowned and he never really knew that too. I think it had something to do with that. Yeah. And so it was a symbolism of what was his, you know, greatest mystery in his life, you know, his first mystery or whatever. And everything that led up to it, you know, had yes. meaning and purpose. Yeah, purpose, yeah. Um, also hmm. curious, how many of you watched it on PBS? Online, like, we did. On PBS? I, I watched it on PBS. Did you notice during the credits there were certain letters that were read? No. no. We didn't watch the credits. We just turned okay. it off. <laughs> we were like, <laughs> no, ah, it's time right. to go to bed. Let's go to bed. Yeah, because no, me and my friend were like, okay, we have to think about what just happened. And it was plain. And as we looked at the credits, there were certain letters that were marked with red. And so we're like, what the heck is that? And so the letters were A-N-E-M-O-I. And I don't know how to pronounce that, but we just Google searched that. 
and it refers to there are four gods of the wind. And so I thought, oh, oh. Cool. so there's the East Wind, but then there's also Mycroft, Sherlock, and Watson. So I thought that's so kind of cool. so it makes you wonder if there's something symbolism of each of them represents Northeast and South or, you know, yeah. West or whatever. See, it's yes. not the first time they've done the that, though. Yeah. They, uh, they have the, in the study in pink, the six letters of the woman's name are spelled out in red in the credits. So they do oh. it again in the blind banker, a seven letter word meaning to form a mental image is spelled out. So, oh, yeah. See, hmm. maybe, I don't know. I don't know if it's on the Netflix ones because that's how I'd watch the original, but I, I didn't know. Okay. So Masterpiece Theater actually commented on this. They say the red letters that you see during the masterpiece mystery and credits are sly references to the program that immediately preceded it. It's all in good fun and we just want to keep you on your toes. So good catch. I like that. So do they do that with every masterpiece theater, not just Sherlock? I don't know. Uh, I think that that probably is the case. And that's kind of what they're insinuating there. Yeah. And again, the number four came up a lot too. Like in um, The Lying Detective, when Sherlock is trying to get the confession out of the killer and, you know, he's like, oh, don't worry, I've, I've checked your coat and I threw away the three, you know, everyone recording devices. After three. Yeah, and he goes, everyone stops after three. And so there was, for a while, this fan theory that there was going to be a secret fourth episode because, you know, everyone stops after three. Well, Abominable Bride makes it four. Well, I guess that's huh. more, no, because I read that as like neither it's like like a special it's like it saying was, the star wars special four. is like episode nine or two or whatever i was gonna make a joke but then uh was sidetracked by the fact you didn't know what time frame that spook christmas special took place i've never seen it so there you Me go neither. what what sorry okay. <laughs> i thought we went over this brandon i don't know if we have to bring this up again but amy and i are um younger that's the word younger what <laughs> Oh, and there are okay. four seasons. Yeah, this is... I know. So, like, this could be referencing that this is the last one. So, yep. Which I hope it's not. Hmm. Okay, well, I... will. We'll, hmm. Yeah. Maybe there's a fourth sibling. No. <laughs> Please, oh, all right. Please That would no. be one thing I'd be like, no, 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 no. That, that would take away the entire gravitas of this whole a season. third sibling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let's just add another sibling. There were actually 12 Could kids. You imagine? Did you know that? Could you imagine if they're like, Watson's like, what do you mean you have another brother? He's like, oh, haven't you met Jim? Or Jerry? I probably shouldn't say Jim. Uh, yeah. Haven't you Jim met Jim Moriarty? Jerry? He's my brother. I was like, wait, Jim wait, 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 my brother. <laughs> haven't you met that Gary? his middle name. He just hated his it last name. It would not name. be Gary. Holmes. It would be something like I know. Euphrates. I, and I would love it if the fourth home sibling was, oh, this is... This is uh, Eros this is Robert. And this is this Bob. Is... We call him Bob. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Bob with a silent J. Yes. Why not? Okay. No, the only thing that I, the my last thought is, after I watched that show, I said, you know what? I'm okay with it, with not having a year of Doctor Who, because that was a fun ride. Like, I really That's did I enjoy too. it. Like, I literally, at the end of it, I was like, that was, there was a lot of really fun moments. It was well thought out it was different and i just need to watch it know. when i'm not cranky i guess and i i and really kids, i really no felt kids. i yeah like i think that that might have also been a problem too is that you were watching it and not being able to focus on what was going on um and it and you know to a point we 
had the same thing because Cobra was running around, and then we finally said, "Here's the iPad," and then he was quiet <laughs> for the rest of the time. But, but, um, but yeah, I really, I was very satisfied after it, and I, I, de- I turned to Lena and I said, "You know what? That was worth, you know, minus one year of Doctor Who, if that's what he was going to produce." And then after that, he, you know, we'll see if the next season of Doctor Who is great too, because hopefully that's good. But we'll see. But yeah, that that was my last thought, and that's that's how I feel. Okay, Jeff. Anything else? No, not that hasn't already been said. I'd be okay if it ended. If it came back, I'd I'd watch it. Yeah, okay, all it's right. Good. Okay, well then, thank you for listening to the Fandom Podcast, and I hope we were able to help you escape and maybe give you some places to put some of those thoughts that you've had about this series of Sherlock, maybe even help you make some decisions whether or not you want to watch it. If you liked this and you are not a subscriber, go ahead and head over to fandompodcast.com slash iTunes or fandompodcast.com slash Android and subscribe. Or, you know what, you can go to pretty much any app of your choice we're in most of the directories there so just search for the fandom podcast if you want to be part of the conversation head over to fandompodcast.com slash contact and leave us a message uh, whether it's about a news story or a random fandom we want to hear from you we want to be able to share that with the wider podcasting world and until next time do you want to borrow the car sometime hail hydra we need more of the baker street boys May the fandom be with you. And until next time. I don't have an outro. Hail Hydra. We need more of the Baker Street Boys. Hashtag 221 bring it. 221? Jeff. Oh, 2-2. Okay. (laughs) You uncultured swine. No. Just not uncultured, just slow. (laughs) You have anything you want to try, Nick? Give me a second. Just leave leave all that. No, that's the outro. Just... (laughs) May the fandom be with you. (laughs) (laughs) You could use the drug cartel reference. I know. That's why I was trying to remember what it was. (laughs) Maybe I'll just say that. Okay. Should we do it again or do you want to? Just say yours. I'll just say yours. I'll splice it in. Okay. Do you want to borrow the car sometime?